0: Hey, guys, when you were growing up, was there any type of uh, urban legend or playground spook tale that was just like totally off limits for you?
1: Spook tales. Woo!
0: You know, like in this movie, they say Candyman five times in the mirror. Boom, you get a Candyman. Like Bloody Mary, that kind of thing. Was there anything you're just like not having any part of this? Listeners note: Mark just buried the lead. We're talking about Candyman today. Oh, I mean, it- you clicked on it, so yeah. the lead was there Oh, buried. that's right. We have images, don't we? Never mind.
2: <laughs> and titles. I mean, I remember Bloody Mary being a big thing, and I never did it. I don't know that I necessarily believed it, but I must have a little bit because I never did it. Were was you it?
0: ever at like a, a sleepover, and like your friends were peering? pressuring you to go in there and turn the lights off and do it? Because I de- I had that opportunity. I was like, fuck no, not doing it, don't care. Don't believe in it, but don't care.
2: No, that never happened. I mean, like, I'm trying to think, but we would just play video games and shit, and then that'd be that, and then go to bed. <laughs> John, your are was
1: like, should we? Nah, let's just play
0: some video games.
2: like Do you want to court death or just keep playing GoldenEye? And- Dude,
0: let's <laughs> order another pizza and play some more NBA Jam. I yeah. get it.
2: You know, so no, uh, I can't say that I have done, but... I still wouldn't do Bloody Mary. I don't know. I know it's dumb, but... Even, even as an adult today? Even as today, an adult. Why why test fate, right? Like, that just seems unnecessary.
1: Fate? Nice.
2: <laughs> <Right>?
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe some alien put the Bloody Mary spell into existence out there just to fuck with us humans. Who knows? And who
2: knows, you know? Um, Doesn't have to be religious. Now, I have a question for your question. Okay. You said, you know, in this movie, you have to say Candyman <laughs> five times. Welcome back to point,
0: counterpoint.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have to
2: say Candyman five times, and Bloody Mary, you have to say it, you know, between three and 20 everyone's mm-hmm. got their own number. Yeah. Uh, do you think like if you're, let's say you're saying candy man, you're at like time three and he's like, He's getting up off his Lazy Boy and then he changes his mind. That's he when gets he puts re-
0: his coat on. He gets
2: really pissed. <laughs> he's like, God, these fucking kids, they never finish. I think
1: he's i think he's done this long enough to where he waits for the fifth Candy Man. He's not going to get up until he knows it's official. Oh,
2: that's what takes him so he's long. He's not going to start
1: making that pizza while you're basically like placing the order on the phone. He's going to wait till you've paid for it and then he's going to start making it.
2: I believe Canon supports that because he doesn't immediately show up. It takes, it takes him a, a few, few moments. minutes. Yeah, yeah he's well, got to get his shoes on. And- you
0: have to say the candy five times to open up that paranormal normal door or wherever he's hanging out in. Yeah. So yeah, it's just like he might be able to look through a window and cry a tear when a kid doesn't get to the fifth
2: one. Just pissed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I never did anything like that because I was definitely too afraid
1: to do uh, bloody Mary or any, any of those uh, in the mirror. But we did at, um, I wouldn't call them sleepers, but hangouts, if you will, because sometimes we don't really actually sleep over. Uh, we did like to turn off all the lights and see who could get the farthest to the other side of the wall. Uh, in my grandmother's basement. Oh,
0: so there was an actual <laughs> real threat of injury.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you'd get to the bottom of the stairs and you'd flip the light off. And if you could reach, if you could walk across the room, touch the wall, and get back up the stairs, you won, I guess. What did you win? Being alive.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, you know, it didn't have to make sense. That's just what it was. You yeah.
2: run bragging rights. I mean, if you're 10, 11, 13, bragging rights are the key. Speaking of bragging,
1: when it was my turn, check this shit out. All the way down the stairs. Only maybe like six stairs. It's not like a a long walk or anything. It's not
0: like an Evil Dead basement. No,
1: it was an Oklahoma basement. So it wasn't super deep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Bottom of the stairs, flip the lights off, flip the lights right back on, right back up the stairs. (laughs) Didn't even come close to winning. (laughs) I was out of that shit so quick.
0: Were your friends of the type like ah oh, like they start making fun of you because that's kind of would come with the refusal to do the Bloody Mary shit is like oh, you big wuss you pansy that kind of stuff Mark you know? I don't have low self esteem for no reason okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not that a podcast so thing I've always had the reputation of not being like oh, able okay. to
0: do this scary shit. Well, I'm for another one for me was the Ouija board, and that was just because the religious ties to the Ouija board mm-hmm. always told me that if you touch and deal with anything with that realm, you're inviting demons into your life. So you've never touched one, or have no. you? Oh. I don't even know if I've seen one in real life. To be honest, ah. with someone's going to edit that out of context, and we are really in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, never well, even touched one. That. <laughs>
2: they're like any board game; it's mostly cardboard and plastic and disappointment. So with the
0: Parker Brothers logo, yeah, definitely, yeah. 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 I, it, it Milton was Milton Bradley, like, you know. When you're raised religious, some of that stuff just doesn't make sense to somebody who wasn't, right? It hits different, man. Yeah. yeah. It hits different.
1: I get it. But speaking of which, let's talk about a dope-ass flick we just saw.
0: What did we see? Joss 4? The Revenge? Oh, man.
1: No, Jaws 3D. Get it together, <laughs> oh, dude. Wish. Uh, We're going to talk about the new 2021. Wait. Yeah, it's still 2021. Mm-hmm. God, time and space are a mystery at this point. 2021, Nia DaCosta, Candyman. Candy Ombre.
2: I believe that is the official translation. Yeah, fucking <laughs> nailed it, dude.
0: Got it. <laughs> <laughs> All you creatures from Cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark. Again, joined with Garrett and John. Fellas, we're doing another Sunday recording. We're fresh back from the Cinemark. Mm-hmm. We just saw Candyman.
2: We did. Private
0: screening of Candyman. Yes, true. We, we ain't risking the the we're in Texas. <laughs> we can't risk shit right now. Yeah, we paid a little extra to keep the Delta out. That's a fact. What have y'all been up to since last time?
2: Oh, you know what? I watched The Crazies, the remake from Sometime in the 2000s? Yeah. Uh, It's a good movie. I mean, I've seen it before, but I rewatched it uh, earlier today, and uh, I forgot. It's enjoyable.
0: Now, refresh me on a loose premise on this.
2: Uh, Biological weapon turns everyone into effectively zombies, but not really because they're still alive, but they're very violent.
0: Was this the the ending scene? Was this at like a truck stop? Yes. Okay, that's the one I'm thinking of. I remember I'm driving away in the darkness at night or something. There's a
2: big explosion. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, I remember thinking that one was all right. I uh, don't, can't say that I've ever seen the original.
2: Me either. But I've heard folks say that this uh, this is one of those remakes that are better than the original. Uh, mm. So
0: when somebody tells you that, does that discourage you from checking it out for yourself? The original.
2: No, I mean, I wouldn't say it discourages me, but it does make me think like, all right, I'll get to it eventually. Like when people are like, oh no, the original is way better. I guess it incentivizes me to go see it quickly, but I don't necessarily mean people are saying, oh, the original is not as good. I don't know that I'm like, oh, never mind. I don't need to watch it myself then. I just won't rush out to watch it. Sure.
0: It, it doesn't make top number one on your list of Yeah, next things to view. Cool. So Crazies is a recommend? The yeah, The remake definitely. from probably like 2006 or seven.
2: Yeah, it was around there.
0: Yeah. What you been up to, Garrett? Waiting to see Candyman. Oh, true. You've said it That's, so many times. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: I, I have probably said it a bunch on the podcast. I apologize, listeners. I, I get excited about my films. Yeah, no, I've been really just kind of waiting for this. Um starting it's been a while i apologize for the delay but work is work is work and there's been a lot of stuff going on but starting to burn through that resident evil 8 so we're gonna have video of that soon so thank you for your patience on that we apologize for the delay but unless you guys want to start paying my bills i got shit i gotta do
0: so Grave Talk LTD exists of only three people, so we do the best that we can.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's true.
0: It's it's a non-profit. Yeah, exactly. In
2: every sense of the word. Yeah, is there a, such a negative profit?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're sitting. But someday, we maybe we'll change that. Um I've also been playing something I started to uh, run through of the 2001 or two John Carpenter's The Thing. I have not played it since it came out, and I'm having a good time with it, so... I'm thinking I'm going to do something with that. I'm going to put some footage together for us to view and just kind of talk about it because I don't hear anybody ever bring it up.
2: I didn't even know I feel like
0: it's a forgotten game.
2: Yeah, I didn't know it existed. No, I'm not a video game expert by literally any definition, but, you know, very quiet on that game. Yeah. Does does it suck?
0: (laughs) No, actually, it's... It's all right. Okay. It is very clunky. No, it's all right. Yeah, no. I expected it to be bad, but yeah. this was the time period where controls were still kind of like everywhere. People are still figuring out 3D traversal. Oh,
2: I hated that. Every game had a different, yes. like, yeah. We haven't very standardized
0: annoying. the control <laughs> scheme yet. So you put it in, you're like, what? why am I strafing left and right with the right pad? No. Like, I want to <laughs> turn around and look at stuff. Anyway, I will do something with that and get that together. But no, that game's fun. Uh, but other than that, I saw nobody. Wait, nobody Oh, the um Bob Odenkirk movie? Yeah. Yeah, I bought that. I haven't watched it
1: yet. It's pretty good. It's uh I had a friend. Is it a Liam Neeson's film? Give me Back My Son. Not
0: quite. Is it a John it's, Wick wannabe? It's kinda like if uh the USA Network made a John Wick. Oh, okay. That
2: All doesn't right. sound like something I wanna watch. It's it's decent though. Okay.
0: It's not nearly as good as John Wick, I don't think, but it's still pretty cool to see Odin Kirk play like this action badass guy. Dude,
1: he's so rad! Like, I'm I'm down to see him like do something a little bit more like action packed than Saul from Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad, if you will.
0: Yeah, I'm man, I've been watching him since Mr. Show in the 90s. So um, flex. See him go from a comedy skit show to sleazy lawyer now to this action hero has been a pretty good journey for Mr. Odenkirk. I'm glad he's OK, though. I don't know if you heard he had like a, yeah, yeah, attack. Had a heart attack. Yeah. I was going to be very sad if that went the other way, but no, he's OK. So good deal. But anyway, let's get into today's movie. We saw 2021 Candyman. It was directed by Nia Costa. Nia Costa. It was
1: written by Jordan Peele, uh, Wynne Rosendale, Nia DaCosta, Clyde Barker. I don't know why Clyde Barker. Oh, characters. He yeah, I did the original short,
0: right? Yeah. yeah so
1: Wynne Rosendale, story. Nia DaCosta, Jordan Peele wrote the script, uh, directed by Nia DaCosta, starring... I'm going to do this part for you, Mark, because I've got the IMDb up, if that's mm-hmm. all right. That's fair. Do so I have your permission? Yeah, Granted. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Um, oh, God. Some of these names. <laughs> Good I should have <laughs> um, It's starring... Yaya Abdul-Mateen II played Anthony McCoy. Tayana Paris played Brianna Cartwright. Nathan Stewart-Jarrett played Troy Cartwright. Coleman Domingo played William Burke. And then we had a couple other people, some side characters, Kyle Kaminsky, Vanessa Williams, Brian King, and um, a slew of others. But there was also a, uh, what do they call it, uh, appearance, a cameo, cameo uh, by our man, Tony Todd. Keeping the roots true, he is definitely in this film. So that's the uh, the general breakdown Runtime, John, an hour and 31
2: minutes. Oh, it was perfect. Perfect runtime. (laughs)
1: Well, currently, as of the time of this
0: recording... If you're going to say the Rotten Tomato score and it's low, please don't ruin my day. This movie was so fucking dope. 85% with the critics. Okay. Out of 227 reviews and a 73% with the audience out of 1,000 plus. Really? The audience is lower. I would have thought critics would have hated this more because...
2: No way! This is critic bait. I totally. This,
0: this feels like a critic yeah. darling, to be honest. Really, with you. they don't like horror, though. Yeah, but this has so many things to say. This oh, is it's the, got a lot of messaging. Yeah, yeah, it does. This is
2: the kind of horror they do like. This is a very A twenty four esque film.
0: Yeah, I, I think it, uh, it it's going to sit really well overall. I I I think I can agree with that. Uh, uh, again, this isn't my opinion, but I can see the audience coming to it a little bit lower than the critics. Why do you think that is,
1: though? Because I mean, the first Candyman. Fantastic. Second Candyman, let's be honest, not so great. This is definitely a Halloween, a 2018 Halloween situation where they kind of build off the first film and kind of don't really super acknowledge the second and the sequels and stuff like that, but they're also not
0: completely negating them. So, well, let me just put this disclaimer out here right now. I know this is a movie of. Uh, African American ideas and opinions, and I am a white man, and I'm not here to make any judgments or try to decipher it and put my own white spin on anything. So,
1: but you do have black friends, is that where you're going with my smart? <laughs> How did you know? No, I mean, you know, there, there's some definitely some some subject matter that we definitely are not experts on, but we're gonna just give our opinions and takes on the movie itself. So. Absolutely.
0: So I just want to throw that out there. We're not here to. Uh, if you don't agree with anything we say, we might not have picked up on something, and we're always happy to hear. from from you guys if you think no you guys might missed a key thing Write in and talk to us about it maybe we'll throw it up on the episode I also have a bad memory so I'm already starting to forget things <laughs> we just saw it dude I know, I know. but and my wife uh, what's her name I can't remember her name she just had a birthday and I can't even remember that Jessica oh thank you very much <laughs> I remember <it> this time <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah I think Garrett there may be uh, an issue with the audience members might not pick up on certain of the messages oh so, I
2: don't know they couldn't, be, they couldn't beat you over the the head more with the messages. <laughs> John's
1: got a point. There was some really, and if the, honestly, I'm glad they did that though because I'd hate to see some of this messaging get lost on the audience, but
0: maybe
2: that definitely
0: kind of threw
1: people for a, a loop. They well, like then, let
2: circled me... it, hit the board. <laughs> this is the message. Then maybe
0: that could be what's I think driving the what score a, bit, a little bit lower. Maybe it's too heavy handed for some people.
2: Yeah, I think that's probably part of what's going on. I wish they were, they handled, but I can see both ways, right? If it's too subtle and people don't get it, but like, man, this really was really like on the nose, like your audience is a bunch of morons. So we're going to have to really spell it out for you exactly what we mean. Um, So I wasn't the biggest fan of that. But it wasn't
0: as spelled out as like, say, the end of Hereditary. <laughs> you are payment. We are sacrificing you for money. They put a <laughs> Hello, my name is Payment yeah, yeah. tag on them <laughs> But I see what you're saying. Yeah, it it was it was kind of a bit. But yeah, so uh here's uh there's no back of the box yet, obviously. It's brand new. Out this weekend, here's what Rotten Tomatoes has on the movie We should it.
1: start doing like the side of the toilet stall when we do the the movies <laughs> in the theaters
0: like this is what was written in the toilet stall with the movie theater. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to ask the guy who takes the tickets up front. Can you give me a quick synopsis to read? Give to me a <laughs> rundown of what I'm about to see. You,
2: you joke, but I'll tell you, well, when I used to work in the movie theater, every once in a while you have to do Box, which is the front where you sell the tickets. And at least back in the early 2000s, people would come up and just look at the board and be like, can you tell me about this movie? Like, no, I've never seen it. I just, I work here. I don't know. I can't. All I do is sell tickets. It's I don't called know.
0: Ernest Rides Again. <laughs> what has happened in this movie? He <laughs> when, rides again, sir. What did he ride
2: before? Like, do you know all the plot details? Oh, I'm like, I don't, I don't know, I can't help you. Uh, and then they started giving us a little sheet that had like uh, basically oh, what oh, was in the movie theater, kind of cool. or sorry, in the newspaper uh, for our children listeners. Back in the day, the newspaper used to tell you about movies and the when previews. you previews. Yeah. yeah okay. What's so, up with this
0: gladiator? It's a story of a man trying to get his puppet show off the ground. Uh, no, it is not related to the television <laughs> show with all the athletes.
2: <laughs> that's American Gladiator, sir. <laughs> all, right.
0: all right. Well, here's what Rotten Tomatoes says about the new. For as long as residents can remember, the housing projects of Chicago's Cabrini Green neighborhood were terrorized by a word of mouth ghost story about a supernatural killer with a hook for a hand. Easily summoned by those daring to repeat his name five times into a mirror, in present day, a decade after the last Cabrini Towers were torn down, visual artist Anthony McCoy and his partner, gallery director Brianna Cartwright, move into a luxury loft condo in Cabrini. Now gentrified beyond recognition and inhabited by upwardly mobile millennials, with Anthony's painting career on the brink of stalling, a chance encounter with a Cabrini Green old-timer, Exposes Anthony to the tragically horrific nature of the true story behind Candyman. Anxious to maintain his status in the Chicago art world, Anthony begins to explore these macabre details in his studio as fresh grist for paintings, annoyingly opening the door to a complex past that unravels his own sanity and leashes a terrifying wave of violence that puts him on a collision course with destiny.
2: Holy shit, was this the back of the video record?
0: (laughs) Yeah, the video disc. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I, I'm honestly, though, that was really good. That that definitely sets up what you're about to get to without spoiling
0: too much. So I'm OK with that. Yeah, it's just a little wordy. Yeah. And a, a little bit back of the boxy towards the end with. Well, much like the art world, they had to the pomp and circumstance you know, that shit up for no reason. Definitely. Well, guys, what do we think of Candyman 2021?
1: I recommend it fully. I really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, the cinematography alone. I, I could talk about that for a whole damn episode. The story had moments where I was kind of like, okay. But again, I've accepted worst through <laughs> other horror movies we've done. So I really don't have a lot negative to say about this movie. I would say the only thing that, the only thing that I, I have with this, I hope that I'll make a sequel. I think this movie's good enough to kind of touch on the original uh, to stand on its own. Kind of this like nice bookend to this whole legend of Candyman. I would be okay if they just ended here.
0: That's fair. By the way, listeners, as always, we're going to get into deep, deep spoilers here. So please go watch it beforehand if you're really interested and want to go in fresh without any beforehand knowledge.
2: Spoilers, if you will.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Webster defines spoilers as... No, uh, just putting that out there. Uh, But yes, I would also recommend it. I thought it was really good. I thought it was one of the smartest sequels I've seen in a while. I don't know if you guys uh, looked into it too much. I didn't. So I didn't know going in, was this a remake? Was this a soft reboot? What was this? But this was a traditional down-to-earth sequel. And going in and watching it kind of slowly tie itself back into the first film, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that kid from the fire. Okay, that's that lady in the horrific scene from the first one when Helen steals the bait. You know, as this was playing out, I was like, okay, I got it. I don't know how many times I've watched the sequel. I was like, "Nope, not buying it. Too corny. Get out of here with that shit." You know, but this one I think did a fantastic job with actually continuing the story.
1: Not just continuing this one, but building off of it and acknowledging the the lore that the first one put in place, and to a degree, kind of the second one. It definitely kind of kind of washes away the second movie's uh, plot line a little bit,
2: but um, the first name that comes from the second one. What's up? His first name, Daniel. That comes from oh, the second yeah. one. That's yeah. about Daniel it. Daniel Robenthal? Robitussin, I believe. <laughs>
0: Roboshaw <laughs> or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. His friends I, just
2: called him Tussin. <laughs>
0: That was going to be one of my questions, actually. Is is this like a, a Halloween situation where it washes away all the sequels?
2: Seems that way. Now, I didn't think that I would be the one with the lowest opinion, but I believe I, I am. Uh, when I grew with Garrett, it is the most gorgeous movie I've seen in a long time. The cinematography was amazing. There's so many. I was like, okay, I want that as a poster and I want that as a poster uh, just so many beautiful, beautiful shots and just the way they use the camera for uh, a
1: movie that uses so much art as a pivotal like story point to see like every shot, like almost like you said, like to be able to stand on its own as an image that just is just moving was very nice to see. I'm glad that they didn't kind of, yeah. I always have a problem when they do artists and the movies are filmed like really fucking shitty. I'm like, you can't talk about <laughs> art and then do like, look, here's a medium shot of a guy talking. They're like,
2: God damn. They, they definitely avoided that. It was gorgeous. Um, but I don't know for parts of it. I felt very bored. I was like, and maybe like, I, I thought that was fine. I thought it was fine. I do recommend it. Um, but like, I feel like, you know, Garrett's like a 10, maybe Mark's like an eight. I'm like at like a six out of 10.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. You're lined up with like kind of the audience score yeah. on this one.
2: Okay.
0: Well, as an audience member, that lines up. Me,
2: average audience member,
0: John. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about some of the reasons that you thought it was boring or uh, some of the negative points. Yeah. I actually do want to get into that because like I don't I don't hear animosity about the boringness to nah. you. I,
1: I hear moments that you kind of maybe wanted more. Is that is that kind of what you're thinking or yeah. is it the story kind of let you down at parts?
2: I think and... I'm trying to think how to phrase this. And it might be just because, you know, I've, as, uh, I'll say, like, as a minority, I'm very, I like to think I'm very plugged into, like, all the Black Lives Matter stuff and social justice. So, like, hearing it just regurgitated throughout this whole movie, though, kind of, uh, I was like, all right, yeah, I know. I know it all sucks. Um, so maybe that was it. Like, it was just, maybe I wasn't the audience for some of the scenes in the movie. That's a really good point, Um, though,
1: because the thing is, though, is, you know, we're fairly woke on this podcast. I mean, we're not like completely ignorant about stuff, but you know, we definitely. are ignorant though. <laughs> Big time, but <laughs> yeah. not about but stuff. John, John, <laughs> you're definitely more tapped into this. You have more personal experience with this kind of thing than, than others. I, I do understand kind of to what you were saying too, Mark, uh, where the, the messaging is really hammered home. Um I honestly wonder if that's almost needed in a way though, because let's not forget why we may not, we may not find it earth shattering or like really like kind of like this is important messaging to a fair bit of the audience who may go see this film. This may be new concepts. This may be shit that they haven't had like pummeled into their head of like how fucked up history has been to, you know, yeah, ethnicities of, you know, stuff like that.
0: I think the trick is getting this movie in front of the people that needs the message.
2: Right. I think it's so heavy-handed that word's going to get out that folks are going to be that who need to see this. You're going to be like, "Oh, I don't need to be lectured at." And sometimes it felt like the movie was talking at me and like also it felt like every time a group of minority characters got together, they were just talking about like, gentrification and racism and like no one had like a regular conversation in this movie and it's like that's not what i don't call like you know my, my puerto rican cousins and we're like well oh, let me talk about police brutality bro johnny uh, if
0: you're calling to talk to me about the whites again i yeah. don't want to hear it
2: <laughs> you know like it would have been nice to see these people be people a little bit more like they had that scene in the beginning when they talked about wine and stuff and it was like okay cool but other than that a lot of times they just came across as mouthpieces for something the script need wanted to wanted us to know about.
1: Th- no, that's that's fair. That's fair. Because now that I think back on it, I mean, I didn't feel that way. But again, when, it, when the subject came up, I was like, I see why they're talking about this. I see why they're pushing this for the narrative. But uh, to your point, yeah, the ratio of just normal day to day versus like messaging conversation was definitely skewed a little bit. But I wonder if that's just because they had to kind of really make their point in an hour and 30 minutes as opposed yep. to a lifetime of dealing with whatever and Talking to people—that's fair. But you no, know, you—you make a good point. I mean, in retrospect, there's there's definitely a lot of conversation that hinges hinges on specific uh, issues that you know I I wouldn't know, but maybe are not talked about quite that much within those communities.
2: And like I think about like the main characters, right? Like Anthony, I don't we don't know. Anything about him? What is he like? Uh, he really, you didn't know his character? I mean, yeah, I know that he's an artist and that he makes, uh, you know, very social art. All that's cool. Uh, that's it. I couldn't tell you like five things about him. He becomes Candyman, spoiler. But like, I and got- he, he has very low care about major <laughs> wounds on his body. <laughs> yeah. We definitely will uh,
1: talk about the the wound care. Big problem with that. Yeah, big big problem. Um, <laughs> see, I, I got more out of his character. I got him as a person who was very insecure about what he does, knowing that you know, with, with the art community being what it is in certain places, uh, art community can be awesome. You know, I do art and it can be really accepting and I love the interaction I have with people, but there can also be some pretentious bullshit that goes on in that. And I, I think he was dealing with that in a way that kind of made him feel like I'm losing it, I'm falling out of it. And I got this like real sense of insecurity and vulnerability from him. So when he saw an opportunity or where he connected to something that kind of like filled that void, that that sense of, you know, What am I doing? Am I just repeating what I'm doing? You know, like, is there actual passion behind my projects? I I saw him grab onto that in this
0: sense of like validation. I saw less of art community and more of art gallery and business side of it. Like we keep seeing those directors come in and it's like, I heard you have an interesting story. This will play great in my New York gallery. You know what I mean? She cares nothing about her at all. She's only interested in using the people as set pieces as opposed
1: to like people doing what they're doing. And I think that's also plays into some of these. I mean, especially um, Brianna, when they when they call her in for that, like, I guess you kind of call it an interview, kind of meet meet cute art meet cute thing. And that that gallery owner is just like talking about her experience and the, the thing she's going through as being the attraction and not what she does. Not her talent. I I, what, s- I see do- that happen with so many people. And I
0: uh, man, I don't know. That hit me really hard. Yeah, you're right, Garrett. I don't know how many artists are like, this is their backstory. Yeah. And then you're like, isn't this amazing? And then you look at the art and you're like,
2: meh. <laughs> <laughs> the like, story is so much more interesting Tiger, than the art. My favorite part of this whole movie was when she was in that interview and there was just a ladder on the ground at one point in the art gallery with little wires across it, letting me know that that was some sort of art installation. But it was just like a construction ladder laid down. And I really wanted to know what uh, what that was supposed to represent. <laughs>
1: that, let's, not, let's, not get div- let's not tangent into the art world because I could talk for hours. I could start up my own fucking podcast about it. It's, it, it, it's so symbiotic. This It's more than just the the art itself. It is the artist. It is the experience. But at the same time, there's so much bullshit wrapped into that. Where it's <laughs> like, oh, it's a soup can, but it's symbolized. No, it's a fucking soup can, dude. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like sometimes things can just be a thing and it can affect you and that's okay. You don't have to have this. Well, I spent four months and the blues were picked from flowers in Guatemala. It's like, no, bro. No, you just wanted to put some blue right there.
0: Yeah, a lot of my experience with the art world is because I went to an institution and got a degree at a college. Mark was in an institution. (laughs) Institution. All I wanted was a Pepsi. But no, man. It was like it's just a lot of people that like to sniff their own farts and think they're better than everybody else because they got a keen eye on all yeah. that shit. And it's like, oh god, I hate this. This isn't why I'm here to make art. I don't. I don't. I don't buy um, into a lot of which that is stuff. why I look down on you guys when we talk about movies all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> you're cultured.
2: <laughs> you know what would have been a cool con- out of all the conversations they put in this movie? What would have been a really cool one and also something I think would have resonated uh, with like the audience really well is. Maybe, I think you're right, Gary, I think uh, Anthony was really insecure, and maybe, like, the conversation he could have had with his significant other, that also would have helped build a bond there, because I'll tell you what, I did not sense a lot of chemistry.
1: That's a, that's one of my, my yeah. negative points. Is
2: him being like, look, you know, I was this artist, I came from the projects, and now I'm living this comfortable middle class life, and I don't know how to transition, I feel like I'm losing, I'm disconnected from my roots. Like, a conversation like that, one, I think that's an experience a lot of minorities go through if they you know, start getting money and stuff and they've come from an impoverished background. I think that is a transition, uh, that's a challenging transition. And two, that would have helped me connect and I mean, like, okay, I understand why two years ago this guy was like hot shit and now he can't come up with anything that sells. He's like trying to sell the same painting over and over again. Like I just sort of glossed over that. I think that would have been a really interesting character point and some depth to his character. I thought we kind of got a little bit
1: of that expanded on when you know the murder, the first murder happens. Um, let's let's get to the part of the
0: the first murder real quick. Well, let me just say real quick, just before we do that, yeah. is, is that I think while John is correct that there we're missing a little bit of the background information on these characters, I liked all the characters. Yeah, I, did, I didn't, I did connect with them, even though I didn't know as much about. But I think there was a story point for why they didn't reveal too much about Anthony. And his connection to movie one
2: yeah but he I mean the point could have still been made if it was Brownwood or Cabrini greens yeah like that. they
1: could have, they could have kept all that out of it and still given us more about the characters like current mindset about where they are in life at this time sure they don't expand on that a whole lot I didn't find it to be so much of a negative but I, I definitely see your point John there there was a lot left on the table that you know was not presented us to us and considering how much they present other topics in the movie, that probably would have been nice to have a little bit more, uh, the relationship thing between these two characters, there's an end scene where like, there's a really deep like response to something happening.
2: And I'm like, Oh, why do you care? Yeah, <laughs> like, I like, okay. You can't have cared about him that much. You didn't know for like a fucking week. His hand was becoming a decrepit claw. <laughs> like, and you didn't think to bring that up to your significant other. Yeah, so you're,
0: you're definitely right on that point. But, but like so many movies we've watched, like, how many times have we said I don't care about any of these characters. I don't give a shit. Like I I was not at that point at all. Yeah, neither was I. You know what I mean?
2: Agreed. Yeah, I did like them and they all act in very believable ways for the most part. Um, Minus
0: not checking on your wound.
2: Yeah, that's like the biggest <laughs> pl- like, plot hole gap thing that's going to bother me about this movie for all
1: time. Look, as someone who did art without health insurance, you let a lot of shit go and you hope
2: for the best. Uh, also, if you have, I think it's called like trypophobia or whatever, tryptophobia. Tryptophobia. <laughs> you, you're afraid of holes Holy shit! What happens to this Holy poor shit. man? Dude? Get it? Ooh! No. <laughs> Holy. Uh, but yeah, I totally agree. I did really buy into the characters as like individuals.
1: All but right. There could have been more to endear us to them earlier in the story. I believe, yeah, is what you're trying to say. Yeah, true. Again. All right, Garrett, how does
0: this one get kicked
1: off? So this one starts out with a credit scene. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> this one it actually is out-
2: the credit scene is an interesting reverse, right? Because the original. Okay, Candy yeah, Man- I do want to
1: talk about this because the universal symbol comes up in a mirrored image, and then the um, the other monkeys paw studios comes up in a reverse image. And I heard you guys behind me, Mark said, yeah. what was it? You talking to oh, somebody
2: yeah. about it? Like, we both thought, I was like, this is fucked up. This is broken. We you, you guys the project- thought the
0: projector was backward. Yeah. Yes, we did. We're like, oh, like if it was just one logo, I'd be like, okay, clever. But it was like, they fucked too it much, up. Yeah. We paid too much money for this theater for them to fuck this movie All up. All three intro logos,
1: uh, studio logos are in reverse image, like mirror image. And like, I heard you guys say that. I turned around, I was like, guys, it's a mirror image. And it's like, Okay.
2: Yeah, like <laughs> so. I, a lot of times the main company's logo gets fucked with, but normally the secondary companies yes. are fine, so that's what was confusing.
1: I'm not yeah. going to lie, though. I did also think momentarily I was like did they put the reel on in reverse somehow I was like how does that happen I was like no 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 a mirror dude and oh, like yeah. I thought that was a cool little subtle thing like straight out the gate they already care about this
2: but it and it open that does continue because the original Candyman opens looking down on Chicago as you fly over it this one opens looking up at all the well, buildings before as we you get drive that, through it or whatever
1: before we get that we get a um a scene back in the day oh, uh we right. get a scene of a little kid who's in the projects, the Cabrini Green projects, um, the low, the flat rows. I don't know what those are called exactly, but it's like the the flat projects. It's not the towers. But um, he's walking with some laundry down to the towers to do laundry. And there's some cop cars strategically placed. They're looking for someone who kind of looks like our Candyman, And then he goes, this kid goes down into the, uh, I don't call it a basement, but the laundry room area, which Audrey is down Matt. some step. Yeah. yeah. Puts the laundry in, sees a hole in the wall. Immediately, if you're familiar with any Candyman movie, you know what this hole is. <laughs> it's no good. Um,
2: that kid was already in trouble because he put his laundry in the machine and then went left. And I was like, my mom will whoop my ass if I went to the laundromat and left my clothes in there.
1: Maybe there's some unspoken like trust that people have, like, don't fuck with each other's <laughs> clothes because we can't afford to fuck with it. You'd like to hope so. You would? Yeah, I there's know. not. No, I've had enough laundry still in my day to know that that's not the case. Yeah. So, yeah, he starts to leave and then a piece of candy falls out of the hole in the wall. And then, you know, uh, the candy man at that time, who is not called the candy man, I guess. Uh, it's like Sherman Sh- Sherman. yeah. Talk about a, like an unthreatening name, man. I was like, I God, I hope they don't fucking like <laughs> I hope this is not a fun little guy and call him Helmsley. I was, Cause if it was Sherman Helmsley. We're I'm moving lose on. My up, shit. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, a piece of candy comes out and and this actually plays in at first. I was like, wait, that's not Tony Todd. Like, what is going on here? Like, that's not the candy. Candyman. Um, but the kid screams, the cops hear it. they run downstairs. You find out later that they actually beat this dude to death downstairs in the laundry room. The white cops beat this guy to death because they've been looking for him because they think he's responsible for putting razor blades and candy, uh, for the kids. So this kid sees it all and, uh, bam, we smash cut to the actual title credits. And John, as you said, the first Candyman does fly over Chicago, um, with an aerial shot. This one is it's not reverse image. What is it? What would you? How would you describe this? I mean, it, instead upside of down. yeah, it's
2: upside down. You're looking up this time instead and there's of
1: fog, like foggy clouds, like over the yeah. top of the sky. man. It is so beautifully creepy.
2: Yeah, it's I guess it's this it's disorienting because you're not used to seeing skyscrapers this way. But you're essentially on your back looking at them go up, and it must they must have filmed it's either CG or they filmed it on a day where there's a l- like low cloud cover, so they all the skyscrapers were, like you know, disappearing in the like clouds. Yeah. It looks
1: like you're above the bottom of the skyscraper above the clouds. It's so weirdly disorienting. I loved it. Like yeah, the moment I that agree. happened, I was like, for this alone, I'm in. But, uh, yeah, we get that credit scene and then we cut to our main characters, Art and Brianna. Brianna. Yeah. Brianna. Art or Tony, Anthony, Anthony
2: Anthony Anthony, Anthony Art,
1: Brianna. I, like, I don't know if arts Arthony like <laughs> They
2: really wanted him to be an artist when yeah. he grew up so. yeah, And think,
1: then uh, what no 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 we actually Get uh, her brother her brother yeah. showing Up with his boyfriend they're gonna have dinner his At boyfriend is from
2: Dave where he Is awesome in that show if y'all watch Dave By the way you totally should Oh, a little dicky yeah Okay Great show
1: yeah Kyle Kaminsky Grady Greenberg uh, hmm. is The name of the character so um They're going to dinner. That's where we introduce our characters. We find out that um, Anthony's doing his paintings. They're kind of derivative at this point, kind of doing the same thing. Uh, You get a little interplay between the characters, a little introduction, stuff like that the brother
2: tells the story of oh yeah he's like hey you want to hear a scary story and in the most realistic thing ever she's like no the sister so this is uh, Brianna's brother and Brianna's like no actually I don't and he's like well I'm gonna tell you anyway and I was like yeah that is a sibling relationship right there Uh, and this story
1: starts because they're talking about gentrification because they live where the Cabrini Green Towers used to be but now they're like gentrified high
2: rises yeah there's a whole conversation I do like it was said his name was Grady Uh, Grady is like oh you mean like this building and then Yum. it's like, oh, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so he tells the story of the first Candyman movie, but it's told, total, not totally different, but very different. And at first I was like, what the fuck's going on here? And then I was like, oh, this I is also how second it guessed it. I was like, am
1: I remembering the first movie wrong? I don't think that was Helen. This is a story about a woman named Helen Lyle. She was a grad student, a white grad student,
0: doing her thesis on the urban legends of Caprini Green. Her research she came down to cabrini a few times you know asking questions taking pictures of graffiti people and then one day she just snaps she beheaded a Weiler. by the time the police show up she's in one of the apartments doing snow angels in a pool of blood
1: Okay. Wha- bullshit! <laughs> <told> bullshit! It's <laughs> no you way. Get she- this from she a Rottweiler. Yeah, this is extra even for you. If there are articles written about this. Look it up. But yes, stories
2: change over time through word of mouth. Because right, it would have been like twenty years ago now, more than twenty years ago, and so this, in this story, in his version, Helen is like a mass murderer. And then she kills the Rottweiler. She takes baby, uh, the unnamed baby, and brings it to the fire, and then throws it in the fire, but the or tries to throw it in the fire, but the uh, audience,
1: the, not the audience, but the the mob stops her and right. rescues the baby, but she gets
2: burned in the process. She throws herself into the fire, yeah. and now if you say her name, she comes back. Da 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 da. And the choice to do all the flashbacks in the shadow puppet style was amazing. Inspired. Dude, Incredible. Yeah.
0: That that alone, and I'm so glad during the end credits,
1: you actually get the entire footage they use telling the story of all the candy men throughout the history. You get to see like the unedited like um, shadow puppet, mm-hmm. you know, footage.
0: Mm-hmm. So fucking beautiful. Like that was inspiring. Yeah. A great choice. I think that's a, one of the strong points of the film, to be honest with you. Agreed. And I, I'm curious if that was all done on computer, if they legitimately made shadow puppets. I, I bet it's it
1: CG. You think so? I yeah. think that's, I think that's uh, practical. Hmm. I mean, it's a movie about art. I guarantee you there's some artists out there who's made this their fucking living, and they were like, yo, this is what we do, dog. I'd prefer it to be real. I guess we'll find an audience. If you know, let us know, because Grave Talk Bet, I think it's practical. Hmm. I think it's CG. So um, they tell this story. And, and no one kind of believes them really. like It's like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, whatever, ghost stories bullshit. But then uh, Anthony looks it up on his phone as they're going to bed, and he's like, holy shit, this is real. Like,
2: they're really fixated on the fact that she killed a Rottweiler. He's like, oh, she really did kill a Rottweiler. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I think that's impressive for a woman to to behead a dog by herself. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong, women can kick some ass, but Helen did not look like she was, Fighting
0: you a know, rottweiler she wasn't yeah. MMA level or anything like that. Virginia Madsen can apparently behead a dog.
2: You well know, according you know. to this tale. Yeah. is a hell of a drug. So the next scene <laughs>
1: is definitely a scene where it's definitely a scene. Yes, it's definitely a scene. The next <laughs> scene is uh between the the guy who uh owns the art gallery, the the guy who works with uh his girlfriend, uh Brianna, and he's like, Your your work has become derivative, you know, you're not really doing anything that's like super interesting, kind of just like ripping on this dude. Really
0: feeling this dude's insecurity of like, holy shit, have I lost it? But also, not the first time. Uh, you know, his girlfriend's brother, when they were over, was just saying the same thing. My sister's still supporting you. You got to get out there and make something. Pick you up know, the brush. <laughs> yeah, pick up the brush.
1: He said, they say, put down the wigs and pick up the brush. He waits because he's because he's, he's swole. That man is swole. Oh, I thought he said, put down the wigs. And I was like, does he cross dress? <laughs> is there going to be like a fucking like
0: like a whole like cross-dressing scene. I was like, this is interesting. Don't ask where people get their inspiration, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: yeah, he, he, we kind of set the expectation that he's kind of fallen out of it through this. He then kind of gets inspired. Like the, the, the story of candy man can't get out of his head. So he goes walking around the old Cabrini green to kind of like see some inspiration to see if he can find something that would kind of inspire him.
0: Something that's put him on a collision course with destiny. No, as IMDb told us. Uh-huh. Now he <laughs> meets tomatoes, a gentleman
2: sorry. in Cabrini Green, Burke. Burke, who's you know suddenly real super friendly. Hey, what's up? Burke was rad, dude. That yeah. guy, that actor was really good. I is it agree. intentional that Burke was there? Did Candyman set this up somehow? Because knowing what happens later in the film, or is it just some some serendipity for Burke? Really bad luck for poor Anthony, and then Burke takes advantage of it. I think it's fate. I think it was just a chance meeting that
1: that works itself out oh, because Burke almost know. seems Burke almost seems surprised at seeing him there. And it isn't until like the, the shit don't go down until Burke kind of realizes like, oh
0: snap, this is what it is. This area of Cabrini Green almost seems like a ghost town for yeah. most of the movie. So this feels like I think I might be leaning towards John's theory that like maybe he was instructed he had to stay here until another vessel of some kind returns to the area.
2: In like four seconds, he's like, what's up, you know about Candyman? (laughs) (laughs) That's how I start all my conversations.
0: Hi, Candyman here. Oh, wait, uh, uh, here's my card.
2: Billy Mays here with... (laughs) uh, When this movie goes on streaming, I would like to watch it again now, kind of having seen it from beginning to end, um, because I wonder, I feel like Burke was a pawn in a bigger thing.
0: The acting he pulls out at the last act of the film was, in my opinion, phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Some of the best acting in the movie. Yeah. uh, He is a tortured individual. He was doing a great job of, like, I'm barely keeping it together. Finally, gonna get this out of the way and get this all done. I was just like, man.
1: But see, I saw that as a
0: moment of like, like he's like, this is the life we live,
1: yada yada. Like, holy shit, this might be that kid. Holy fuck, I can set this right. Holy, you know, like, like I think a a mistake because this is we find out that Burke was the kid from the very beginning of the movie that saw, um, uh, Sherman get beat to death. Uh, by the white cops in the laundry room. Well,
2: Burke has a very like, uh, uh, like the villain in Black Panther where it's like, you know what? I kind of agree with you, dude. Cause like he wants Candyman to come back to, kill cops and fight gentrification and like, you know, revenge for all of these bad things that are happening uh, to black people. And I was like, I get it, dude, totally get it. Maybe this isn't the way to go about it, but I understand where you're coming from.
0: Wasn't there some talk in the movie where they were saying like the child will return, like somebody was saying that this was destined to happen. Yeah, it's Burke. So I think he knew this was going to happen. I think it was like, not so much when, but you have to be here for when it does happen.
2: Right. And his mom, when he goes and sees his mom, Anthony, she's like, yeah, we all made a pact to never talk about it, but somebody broke the pack. And then I think back and I was like, dude, Burke was not in on that pack because my man did not, eat, he had no hesitation. he didn't hesitation. break the pack,
1: though. He didn't break it. No, I he think just, he might have Which been. I think is all fate. I think there, there's a moment in the movie where they say like Burke, when he has this like badass monologue at the end, he's like, there's a stain and even if you scrub it out, everything's changed. It's always permanently there. He's like there always has to be a candy man to stand up for these wrongs that will that have always existed with this like discrimination and this like you know like all the stuff you just said John like the stain of this abuse and racism and everything like that has created a need for a candy man and by when they killed um uh uh tony todd's character the candy man daniel um, romethol yeah um They, I think he's kind of like, there's a void, like the scales have to be balanced. So I don't think he, I don't think he knew this is like, I'm going to, I don't think he was the vessel to like, be like, I'm going to make this happen again. I think he saw an opportunity and be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, two and two equals four. Holy shit. It all adds up. Let's do this.
2: guess if I want to approach this as uh, like an art critic or perhaps a film critic, maybe his character is supposed to show how circumstances can create individuals who perpetuate this ridiculous cycle of violence that continues in every ghetto because of this exact logic, right? That we need to be violent because they're violent to us and then every, then we just get more broken homes, more dead people and the cycle continues over and over again for generations. Maybe that's his point, but also maybe I'm reading a lot into the movie.
1: (laughs) I I didn't get that message in out of it. I definitely got the like, you know, like this needs to be here to kind of like balance what we have to put up with. There has to be some kind of like retribution balance to what we have to constantly put up with, with this violence and this hate. Like there has to be something on our side to balance this, the fuck back out.
2: Which would be more believable if Candyman primarily Affecting p- the very people uh, that Burke is saying uh, is protected by Candyman, because the reason everyone in Cabrini Green is terrified of him is because he kills people in the ghetto. He doesn't specifically kill gentrifiers or, or uh, white point. individuals. Fair point. He's everyone in Cabrini Green is terrified of Candyman. Everyone's
1: a susceptible victim if you say Candyman five times in the mirror. Right. Yeah, he's, he's not
2: a- like if you're like oh if you're black Candyman's like what's up gives you a, a high five and goes back in the window. He's going to kill yeah, you too.
0: I think regardless of that, either if you want to say that he was influenced by Candyman or did it his own his own volition, I don't I do not believe that Burke happened upon this man and was like, "I got it, Eureka! It's time to put the candy." I like he was. I feel like he planned on being a part of whatever. Was coming down the pipe. Yeah, I don't think he happened upon it.
1: Audience, write in, let us know. Um, I think no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this whole thing is going to be polls throughout the whole thing. Yeah, um, yeah, and I mean that's and that's definitely a take you can you can have from this. I didn't get that, but it's like, what possible. was he even
2: doing there? The, the whole place was condemned. You had to jump a fence to get in there, and the reason they even got together was because Anthony had to hide from a cop coming by because he wasn't no one's supposed to be where Anthony is. Ah, good Burke's point. coming down Fair carrying point. like 72 bags of groceries. Like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, his lunch pail, all of yeah. it is like, I'm on my way to work where I'm not supposed to be working. So So Burke and Anthony go to the
1: laundromat and um Burke just straight up is like, Hey, how's it going? My name's Burke. By the way, Candyman. Um uh, no, um well, Anthony Anthony's is there to learn questions. more. Yeah, and yeah. so he asks and then Burke just goes into it. Um, given this whole backstory, um, he doesn't really He kind of negates the whole, it was Helen thing, but he doesn't really go into details, but he just kind of is like, Candyman exists. Candyman has always been a force for this area.
0: Well, he goes into the backstory of the last- The multiple Candyman. The the Sherman. He only tells them about the one.
2: The uh, the first counter. But he does allude to there being more, because he says, Candyman at my time was this guy named Sherman, whatever, who just stood out front, and he was handing out candy, and then the most classic of all urban legends, razor blades started showing up in the candy mm-hmm. and the popo were like, Oh, it's definitely the Sherman guy. Uh, then they, uh, then Burke sees them in the, the hole. Well, and- don't they
0: say like some white kid got a piece of candy yes. with a razor blade and yeah. like, how would a piece of candy from Cabrini, migrate Cabrini. from Cabrini out to wherever <laughs> the suburbs white kids are. in the ghetto too? I mean, it's not as common, but, but the lethal intensity of the <laughs> cops, <laughs> yeah.
2: Also when you sh- when they show how and I understand kids are dumb but the way that the, the razor blade is rolled into the candy is it just sort of sits on top of the candy. What's slid
1: into the candy piece? The caramel piece has a, a blade mm. kind of buried into it. So
0: what you do, John, is this. I've done just it many open times. it in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> section of the podcast will be edited out for our protection.
2: Okay. Moving on from the razor blades. So razor blades are in the candy. It's getting to the white people. Cops are all up in arms. So they come to Cabrini Green in force. Uh, they're looking for this uh, this Sherman fella. Burke sees him coming out of the hole, he screams, cops are take like 70 years because they, for some reason, go upstairs first instead of downstairs. <laughs> cops rush in there, they kill Sherman, beat they him to, beat him death. Him to yeah. death. Lo and behold, a few weeks later, more razor blades and candy. Turns out Sherman was innocent. innocent. Which
0: sucks,
1: but at the same time, bro with a hook don't live in the walls. <laughs> like well, He
0: was hiding because he knew he was wanted.
2: Yeah, there's posters of them everywhere. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right.
0: Fair point. Fair point. Never mind. Never mind.
2: But, bro at the hook, don't stand outside and just give candy to children. That's Yeah, weird. you know,
0: maybe,
1: maybe stop your hobbies when you're in wanted, fact, man.
2: I'll, I'll, in fact, say, even if you don't have a hook, don't just give candy to strange children. It's just not the... Strange children. Oh, so it's the children's fault for being
1: strange, John. No, they're um,
2: strange as an unknown. Unfamiliar children. You can give candy <laughs> to your children. Don't give candy to other people's children. Besides meeting Burke while he's out exploring Cabrini Green, he also gets stung by a bee, which is the first appearance of a bee in uh, in the movie. In
1: any movie and film, honestly.
2: Yeah, and we've never seen a bee before. What pray tell is a bee? Good question. It's a very unaerodynamic insect that apparently, if I understand correctly, pollinates. I'm not familiar with what it they that got means fuzzy butts. Uh, but also <laughs> they sting you and you die oh no they oh. die
0: <laughs> oh, oh uh, i was very scared for a moment yeah,
2: no you might also die depends but they definitely die uh yeah he
1: gets stung on his hand though
2: right and that becomes a major point uh later in the film
1: yeah because as the, let's just kind of call that out as the movie progresses the the bee sting is getting worse and worse and looks more infected and the skin's starting to get like I, I, honestly burned it looked burned yeah, yeah which will, will come into play later but yeah good point
0: so this is all anthony knows at this point and he feels but this, he's hooked he's inspired he's like this is it this is my new angle i'm gonna go home and create some new art and he does and it's some of his most violent work or very uh literal
2: yeah you see when now i'm gonna go on an art rant myself he asked his wife What do you think of this? I thought it was pretty good art. I was like, hey, that's pretty cool. I get it. She's like, I don't know. It's very literal. And I was like, how is that an insult?
1: Because that's a thing that you get a lot. You're like, oh, you're just drawing what you see. Oh, you're just drawing the message. It's kind of like what you're saying about this movie. Is it better to hammer the message home straight up or leave it to more like kind of loose? Like, okay, Okay. it's there. But it's up to the audience member to kind of like process that and do that. This is a thing that happens a lot with artists. It's like, oh, you know, you just draw what's there or you're forcing your message. You're not letting the audience interact with the piece. You're telling them what and how they should feel. Um, Isn't that the point of the artist, though? It depends on your your what
0: you're trying to accomplish with your art. I guess. I guess. The way you can hook a message into a brain and make it meaningful. Neon signs. Is an art in itself. Yeah. Right. If you just say. Don't be racist, and that is literally the piece that's hanging in the wall, or you can create something that puts that into someone's mind itself, it, there be, it becomes more impactful.
1: Okay, but then we also get into what you consider art, because I can look at a fucking still life and be like, "That's fucking gorgeous art." I don't have to have; it doesn't have to have a meaning for me. It can unless just unless you're
0: Thomas Kincaid, you can go get fucked, <laughs> I don't Mr. Kincaid. But
1: okay, that dude can cry himself asleep on his millions of dollars if he's already, <laughs> already dead. Anyway, um, so yeah, no, I that's fair, but yeah, she, yeah, it's it's kind of an insult to him because you know he's his stuff before was very like thought provoking. And this, to, to the, the girlfriend, and even to the, uh, the gallery owner, feels less thought-provoking, more just kind of like, here's what I'm trying to say, now go away, you know? Less letting the audience kind of like have their moment, come to terms with it, you know, be challenged by it. Some people say art's not art unless it challenges people. Eh, it's all subjective. But anyway, let's not get into art talk. Um, so yeah, she's not thrilled with it, but she has one of her artists drop out of a show that's gonna happen and so he gets in so he's gonna show his new Candyman art at this gallery exhibit and we cut to that next scene which is this big gallery exhibit with the the girlfriend the what's he called the gallery owner yeah the gallery owner
2: his summer intern
1: his summer intern (laughs) I was like is that Billy Eilish but
0: (laughs) but Eilish Eilish Eilish. I just call her Billie Eilish. So. Is,
2: was that her? I don't, I don't no, know. No, no, it really called. was not okay. her. <laughs> I wouldn't no.
0: recognize yeah. her if she like tapped me on the shoulder and asked to borrow a cup of sugar. No, she she had a very similar hairstyle to uh. Billy uh, uh Billie Eilish. Yeah. Say Billie
2: I know she's a famous musician. I would not yeah. right re- like Mark. I would not recognize her though. <laughs> I really liked the
1: installation piece that uh Well describe art it for did. us. So Anthony. um Anthony God, you scared me fucked on with art now. <laughs> um, so he it's a mirror on the wall and you look at it and you think, oh, it's just a mirror. And I thought that was what his was because he's got a little paper that like describes, you give your little blurb about the piece it's and called what say it Say My Name. Say my name.
2: Say my name, say my name. I thought about that though. every time it I came know, up. I was like,
1: that song is going to get played at some point in this movie. They didn't. Kudos to them for not going for the low-hanging fruit. <laughs> we respect the restraint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but you walk up to the piece and you open it up like a medicine cabinet. You open the mirror up and inside the wall... In a hole in the wall is the pieces about Candyman and the brutality of it, uh, the the Sherman story. Yeah. Um, Inside the wall, in this weirdly like dimly lit little area, and then you close the mirror, and you're looking at yourself again. And it even says on the thing, you know, you say his name five times in the
0: mirror. Right. There's Um, there's a handout that goes along with the piece. I was interested to know what exactly was said on top of the page, right? It was a pretty long page. And at the end, it says, say his name five times in the mirror. This is one of those legends that you need to be educated on to really understand, right? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're just like, "Eh, it's a mirror. Open it up. Oh, that's kind of neat. Which is
1: what the gallery owner was saying. He was like, this is too, like... Like, In why depth. is he over there talking to this art critic about his piece? He's having to like explain it. The The audience isn't able to interact with it because you have to, if you don't explain it, it loses all context and meaning. You don't want your art to do. You want people to be able to interact with it and kind of get what you're going for without having to be like, oh, you're supposed to feel this. You're supposed to see this and understand this.
0: Is the movie critiquing itself?
2: Maybe if so, it fails its own criticism because it tells you <laughs> feel this way about these topics. I will say, when interesting like comparison to the original Candyman is like the original Candyman had some of these same themes, but also it just let how shitty the projects just speak for itself. It just showed how these folks were living and how terrible it was. It didn't have to say like, "Isn't this bad? This is really bad, right?" Like, but we
1: didn't get that because we didn't have the shitty projects to juxtapose the storyline in this. We had gentrified fucking condos dude so I mean without the storytelling without these moments um, you do lose that intensity of how shitty that that was so, and the the, the the horrible things that happened to those ethnicities and those now, minorities
2: I hate to head canon Jordan Peele because uh, I know he was part of this or Nia DaCosta who's the first movie I've ever seen There is in it's incredible but like that could have been a great use of the Burke character, right? Look, I used to live right here where this tower was, and now I have to commute forty-five minutes, two hours on the subway to come man my store, staff my store. Like, uh, so thanks a lot for that, because where your luxury high-rise tower was was where my affordable housing was before I got pushed. You know, to the periphery of the city.
1: Yeah, he could have. He definitely could have like used that moment yeah. too.
2: But I agree. I think it was a cool art piece. I don't know how someone was supposed to know to open it though.
1: That's what I thought too. I was like, I was like, I would have had no idea you were supposed to look behind it because in in an art gallery, the don't one touch. thing <laughs> I don't do is <laughs> fucking touch anything.
0: <laughs> Nay, Cause you do not touch the art. So yes. the price there's is on a sign those. that says "Touch
1: me." Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh my god! I remember the first time I went to a show and someone walked up and was like, "Oh, I like the paint," and they rubbed their finger on a painting Ooh. and it was still like. Now, it wasn't wet, but it definitely like smut. I was like, oh my god, I was freaking out. I was like, whoever that is just got so fucked. <laughs> I
0: remember when they started letting you photograph the pictures and I walked in and saw all these people, there's phones out and cameras like, What the fuck is happening right now? You don't take pictures of the art.
2: Phones down, phones down.
0: <laughs> and then like someone was like, Oh no, it's cool. I was like, Oh, all right. Okay. Well, weird. Right on. Yeah. So Times I- they are a ch- 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 changing. <laughs> Thank assume- you, David Bowie. Yeah. That I- was Bob Dylan, you fuck. Ch-ch-changes. Okay, anyway. Times they are a in. That's uh, not ch-ch-changin'. Those you know are two separate we were, songs. We
2: could also, it could have <laughs> wow. been a Tupac reference. He had a great song called Changes. Wow. But it really Audience. fit in. Mark, uh, Mark just
0: called me out. I do you go. see why I, I didn't get that? No, that's yeah, fair. That's okay. fair. All right. So, back <laughs> <to> Much this <laughs> like this movie, it's a fair criticism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: back to this art piece, uh, maybe it was on the sheet. I also hope on the sheet, because I think what they were alluding to is that in the original Candyman, right? You could push through the, the uh, what the fuck's that? Medicine, medicine cabinet, the back of the other person's medicine cabinet and go into their apartment. That was one of the ways they thought Candyman was getting around before they knew he was supernatural. So it's was like, oh, medicine cabinet, they're going to talk about that and they don't bring it up at all. That's fine. That was unnecessary. I it was d- an illusion. So I, I respect that. Yeah. So. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you're listening to this podcast. Now you can pretend like you got it.
1: That
0: part of the story was lost to the sands
1: of time, John. <laughs> the sheet definitely said something about the murders um, and stuff like that because there's a there's a high school girl who's looking at this piece and walks away. And that comes back later in the movie. Um, so she knows the, the tale and tells her friends in a high school bathroom. They say Candyman five times and get fucking slaughtered
0: at school. One of the best scenes in the movie, in my opinion.
1: Really? Totally good. fucking creepy looking. Yeah. So um, let's
0: describe that scene, right? So the girls are in there, five of them, and she gets them all lined up. It's like, Have you guys heard of Candyman? Okay, ready? Candyman. Candyman.
2: Candyman. 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 One more. Candyman. man. Well, we're
1: still alive,
0: so. They say it. Bunch of white girls. Yeah. I appreciate the naked ray gun shirt and the bad brains patch that show up in the scene. Yes. <laughs> Chicago represent. Punk rock, baby. But anyways, yeah, they say it. Uh, and then I, I got the opinion that the next person to enter the bathroom was a girl that was picked on.
1: Yeah. Right? Oh, you got the you got the impression.
0: They I, fucking I picked up on that. <laughs> that shit. Home. I picked up on that. I got you, baby.
1: Yeah, they're like they're like hitting the door stall. She this this girl goes in there and she's just like kind of like trying to get away from him. Puts her headphones on and uh, they're like banging on the door. And like have fun in there. Blah. blah. You know, like nothing's typical. too
2: subtle for Mark though. <laughs>
0: nothing gets by me. The door is locked at this point because they've said Candyman five times in the right. mirror and they can't exit. And then all of a sudden. Uh, one of them goes around back to the uh, the sink.
1: Wait, I forgot my face. Uh, no,
2: I don't think you should.
0: She sees a silhouette of the Candyman in the mirror, and then they look under the stalls and just see blood dripping. And then you actually don't see the Candyman do any of the killing in this room. It's all from the perspective of someone in the stall. Like there's a neat scene where like a makeup compact falls to the yeah. ground, and you see the mirror of someone getting dragged away. <laughs> And then it, it just great stuff. The the
1: the shots in this movie that utilize the the mirror the reverse imagery and mirrors to show you the action, to disconnect you from the the actual moment of of murder and death. Almost as if like not only are you a, a viewer watching this movie, you're also a viewer watching this horrific action, but you're disconnected in a way that you can't control it. You have no, like, agency in this moment. I thought that was really, really badass because every time you see the Candyman, like, when he when he starts to uh, see the Candyman, um, Anthony, he's tapping on the mirror, and he's kind of like, there's there's a wall between you and all the shit that's going down, and the, the way they film this, they do it in such a way that you always feel helpless whenever this is going down. You never have agency in these scenes, which, I don't know if you guys picked up on that, but, man, so unnerving to me because... You want to run, you want to do something, and it's not just you can't see them. It's just that there's there's dick you can do, which I thought was really smart of the filmmakers.
0: You were at the behest of the Candyman once you invoke him. Mm-hmm. So I know that happens later on in the movie, but I thought since we were right there talking about the girl who sees the installation mm-hmm. piece, yeah. we might as well get that kill out of the way because it's
1: one of the one of the coolest um, kill scenes in the movie. Honestly, yeah, the way absolutely. it plays out.
0: So next, um, we we see an art critic come in, and like Garrett said, he's having to over-explain his piece, and you never want that when you're dealing with a critic because it never really works out in your favor. Yeah,
2: she is obviously unimpressed. She's like. Mm. I've seen better shit from my dog. And she has a lot of
1: like thinly veiled racism to her criticism about the piece that could
0: apply to him. Well, what does she say? She says that you artists are perpetuating this idea of continued gentrification. Like you find a problem and profit off of it. I think that was
1: a, I think that was a jab at the audience. That's going to be like, Oh, they just want to talk about black problems in this movie. Yeah. I think this was a character that was supposed to kind of point out like you know, like, this is the way you see it, but here's the reality of it. This mm. is the way we hear. This is what you sound like when you say this. I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be reading into that. But that's the way it, I thought so that you think it's
0: criticisms to the idea of, well, all lives matter.
1: I think it was definitely a veiled criticism to like mm. um, the audience who's like, oh, you just want to talk about fucking problems and oh, black culture. And was like, oh, man. Yeah. No, I took that as a very heavy, like kind of jab at like, shut your fucking mouth. This is what you sound like to us.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll, but I also get where she's, she's like, "Yeah, we get it. Gentrification's bad." Do you have anything new to say? Is essentially what her criticism That's is. That's why
1: it was so veiled, though, because yeah. it could go—you could take it either way. But it definitely, you know, man, it was agree. not. It was—it was rough. Yeah. Like if, I, if I had a piece being talked about like that, I'd be like, "I'm gonna go cry in the bathroom now and say Candyman five times."
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, uh, "Y'all," she said, "You know, well, the problem about gentrification is you people keep coming in and cause gentrification." And he's like, uh, "Excuse me." fuck do you mean by you people? But I'm going to give you just a solid life pro tip. No matter your ethnicity or race, just don't use the phrase you people. It's just never going to come across without making you sound like an asshole.
0: What about EWE people?
2: Ew people? Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're like an introvert and you're just like fucking people. Ew. What if we're talking about <laughs> podcast
1: listeners? Because those people... <laughs>
2: Uh, and she's like, you know, artist. I was like, mm, no, I didn't know that. That's not where anyone That's, t- that's what I'm I, saying. Yeah. That's why
1: I kind of definitely was like that play of like, who are you talking about right now? Because this could go either way, lady. Yeah.
2: But she did have one of the first good laughs in the movie where she's like, you know, you artists, you want to dick around in your studio and not have jobs. Uh, so you cause gentrification. And I thought that was pretty funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. So he, say, he takes it very poorly and proceeds to just really drink throughout the rest of the art exhibit. Uh, he gets well, some not, razzing from yeah. the owner of the gallery on his way out.
2: Well, like a peer, I guess. I assume it's another artist.
0: Yeah, right? it's another artist at the show
1: was basically like, oh, I really liked your found art that you basically like picked up from a swap meet and put in the wall to kind of point out. Ha, ha, ha. And he's like, I painted that motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, like I would I would have handled that way worse. <laughs> I would have been like, so I fuck it. you. The shirt's coming off. Let's <clears throat> go, bro. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But then, yeah, then the gallery owner razzes him a little bit, too, and then he makes some joke about fucking someone All the younger, interns, yeah. All the interns. Yeah, he's, he's, like, like, oh. he's like,
1: you don't have enough plan B for all your summer interns. Even better joke, the little girl, not little girl, I don't want to say little girl, but the the intern, the younger intern who's saying like, it's okay, I'm on the Nuva ring. I was like, damn, girl, no. The point is, is he's fucking everybody. She don't seem to care. He
2: goes, I know. I like, that whole scene was perfect. Take that, Star Wars. <laughs>
0: So it's nighttime. They're closing up, and the uh, the intern and the gallery owner are starting to get a little frisky. Uh, she wants to get down right there in front of the installations, and they start making out a little bit, and then she decides it's time to say Candyman Mark times.
1: makes it sound like it's this kind of almost romantic moment. He basically is like, look, we get it. You like Joy Division. Are we going to fuck or what? And then she's like... Don't talk to me like that. Yeah, we're going to fuck.
0: (laughs) Just like, holy shit. He wanted to leave, though. She's like, we're doing it right here. That's true. Mm -hmm. He's like,
2: let's go Mm -hmm. into the privacy of my home where it's not a weird, sweaty gallery installation. Uh, But like, you know, I can understand. She's like, no, we're going to do it here. And he immediately caves. He's like, all right.
1: (laughs) And like a real fucking idiot, she decides to say Candyman into the mirror while they're about to get down.
0: And they attached their belts together.
1: I didn't understand yes. that part. Yo, that's just fucking full on badass, you guys. That's just that that's <laughs> like that's like level one kink shit right there.
2: But if they were I mean, eventually they were gonna need to take those pants off. So they're gonna when have the to- pants come
1: down, you don't got anything keeping you you want to be close anyway she's maybe just keeping, make sure you can't get away
2: i think
0: what john's point is it's going to be harder to take the pants yeah, off the
2: coordination required is astonishing but more power to him
0: <laughs> look once you once you get tapped in you're in, okay i'm not gonna explain this to you john no
2: please do i'm gonna my other podcast okay <laughs> i think i'm too old to get tapped
0: in <laughs> yeah
2: exactly i'm tapping out actually
0: <laughs> uh, that's another thing you could do
1: no um so yes um out of nowhere in the mirror there is a candy
0: man there is a Candyman. Now, I want to talk briefly in, in terms of horror. About Candyman? No. no.
2: Oh, what are we doing? Oh. Well, the Candyman can. If it, I can kill people.
0: Let's point out <laughs> that at the very beginning, they
1: do have someone breathily singing the Candyman can from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate
0: Factory. Yeah. It, they had to. Right? At least slightly acknowledge that. Definitely.
1: They had to rip off our episode image. Yes. That we did for our mm-hmm. Candyman episode where we fused Willy Wonka and the Candyman together. well th- I'm just saying, we Great Talk Podcast first. did that shit first. Yeah. I'm a,
2: here's, remember how I got five on it worked really well when it was creepy? Let's do that same shit for the Candyman can. That's the conversation that they had. Uh, and they're like, fucking love it. Put it in there. This is why you get paid a million dollars, Jordan. Keep it up.
0: <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I got five Werther's Originals on it. Oh, mm-hmm.
2: fucking... Mm-hmm. Love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the candy. Wait, what did you want to talk about, Mark? Right. Uh, what I wanted to mention. We <laughs> totally got distracted. Uh, candy will do that to you um, every time, especially Worthers.
2: Lo- you know, I love me some Worthers. Let's talk about them. <laughs> Such a bad rap. But I'll tell you what. You get me a fucking Worthers, and I'm a light up. My eyes open up. I'm I'm
0: ready. You know, John. I think we're just old at heart.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I'll tell you. I've loved Worthers since I was a kid. I guess I'm an old soul.
0: They never mentioned that the kids eat them from the. Gra- Grandfather yeah. that always hands the Werthers out. The Kids reason, like them too, okay? Exactly.
2: The reason grandfathers are handing them out is because they're fucking bangers, all right?
0: <laughs> You're welcome, Worthers Use that in your new commercial. <laughs> they're fucking bangers, okay? So in terms of gore, blood, horror elements that maybe listeners want to know about, this one's surprisingly light on that stuff, kind of. what, Or did I misinterpret?
2: No, I, th- I think this is the bloodiest kill in the whole movie.
0: Or at least in, sh- in terms of showing, right? Showing, yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's like the... Maybe most of the kills do happen off screen or like you see them in mirrors or reflections. So, yeah, I think you're right.
0: Not to say there's there's not any amount of blood. We see blood on the floor. We see smears and stuff. But this is like open throat hook slash wound. And you think as she gurgles and the life escapes her face,
2: show it for like solid. They don't cut away. You just see this really well done wound. (laughs) And his response is this real? Is this fucking real?
1: Like, I mean, how else do you say when
0: someone's throat just rips open in front of you? I could totally see why he did that. Yeah. They're making out. And during the in the process of that, you can't see the Candyman only in the mirror. A lot of that going on. So if you have a problem with that. That's a big thing in this film.
2: I mean, you don't see, except for the very end, you don't see the Candyman outside of a reflection. No, he's
0: only in the reflection world. I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's I, a great touch. Agreed. So her throat just magically rips open and starts pouring blood all over the gallery. And, and like Garrett said, is this real? Is this real? He he falls to the ground with her body, and then he sees the Candyman in the mirror. So is it, it's, you have to be in the room when it said five times, is That's that what's the rule? Confusing. I thought it was someone who had, you had to say it.
2: Right, he didn't say it, so I don't know why. You have to
0: be present. You have to be present. Remember the first movie, The
1: Friend. They did it and The Friend, and the friend dies because she was present when they they did the Candyman thing. Right? Am I remembering
0: that maybe, correctly? Maybe you're right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because right. all the girls, well, they know they all say Candyman in the bathroom in unison. Yeah, right. they all say it in unison. But yeah, I mean. Uh, you know details that we could dig into, but we probably can just let go on this one. But I would say, I would say, if you're present at the Candyman moment, you're getting man But here, are we are we candy as a verb now? I've Definitely. been candied.
2: But here's the thing: I can't let go. Is saying Candyman five times has a hundred percent success rate in getting you murdered. People would fucking notice that. Uh, it's not like one in ten, one in enough for it to be a myth. It is a hundred percent of the time you do it, you are dead.
0: I do recall back to our other Candyman episode where we talked about how sometimes he didn't kill, right? Said it, and he just kind of showed up and waved and like, then went
2: ooh, <laughs> and then left. Like,
0: but this time, no. Nah, yeah, you're getting it,
2: especially with like Twitter and Instagram and like just modern social media. If something killed you a hundred percent of the time people would know about this shit.
1: Well, that's the thing. But at the end of this movie, Candyman says, tell everybody about me. They've forgotten about me. Everyone, because the thing is in Cabrini Green, in the first one, everyone knew about Candyman. That's why you didn't fuck around, dude. Because Candyman was a known entity. He was a known quantity, man. Like in this one, the whole thing is like they forgot about Candyman.
0: They thought Helen did it for God's sakes. But I think to John's point, he's saying that no one would have suspected Anthony or whatever. Like, oh, they're saying Candyman and people are dying.
2: Like everywhere. Across the country, across the whole world. (laughs) Or does it only work in Chicago? Do you have to be in Cabrini Green? Is it
0: location-based? Yeah. GPS me, baby. Are you, are you within Candyman? Like, delivery? If I do
2: it in Austin, am I safe? What if you doing Coke off a mirror and you say candyman while
1: you doing a toot? And then you know. Yeah, that's a great question. Candy for Ooh. the candyman. Sweets for the sweets. Ooh. Pixie sticks for, for the, the pixies. <laughs> 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 Ooh, stop. Mm. No. Um <laughs> anyway. Nice. Um, so yeah, so we we they get killed flat out. Gory as shit. Great scene. Freaky as hell. This is our first real candyman moment.
0: The gallery guy's trying to get out the door, and again it's locked, and he gets hooked in his like ankle. Yeah. Oof,
2: and dragged. And the candyman's invisible, like Mark said. So you just see this guy like getting dragged in the air uh, by an invisible entity, which then made me wonder is the candyman a ghost? Yes. Okay. I think and so no. too.
1: Well, he's got to be killed before he comes a candyman. So right. yeah, he's technically a ghost. Okay. He's a malevolent spirit. So you can throw kind. a sheet
2: over him and have a very classic. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Oh Jesus. <laughs> anyway. anyway, so back at
1: home, I the like this. Uh, Brianna and Aunt are like, um, like, kind of like, what the hell, man? You totally embarrassed me. You know what? The? And he's like, look, I got to show you my. You know, like she sees his uh, his Candyman works at this point, and she's like, what the fuck, dude? And he's just like, this is what I'm working on. Okay. Um, the next morning, she goes into the uh, the studio. And uh, sees the murders and then it's on the news. And then we cut back to the house where Brianna, uh, her brother and Anthony are all sitting watching the news. And he's like, they said my name. This is the name of my piece. <laughs> and he's like excited about
0: this. And they're both just like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? It's I like, think he's already starting to get in, 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 under the influence of candy. He's definitely... Perhaps. He's got that sugar rush starting. Yeah. <laughs> right, we okay? didn't
2: mention... He does say Candyman earlier in the film. We kind of blew by it, but he does say it. So now he's like in the... Right.
0: With, with her, Brianna. Brianna. We only Brianna? said it four
2: times. They never finished it. He does. No, he only yeah, says it four times. He leans over,
0: playfully says it the last and time. And then they get in a
2: tickle match, and then they have sex, oh, I, I, I missed assume.
0: the I missed the fifth one.
2: Yeah, how did, that's how come he's like got attached and how Candyman found him.
1: Oh, well, we find out later he's attached because of other reasons, too. But yes. OK, fair enough. Fair point. So anyway, yeah, he's kind of like stoked on the fact he's like, hey, they said my name on the news. They said my art. Oh, cool. They're talking about my art piece. And everyone's like, the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like people are dead. Um, and he's
2: like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's horrible, obviously.
1: I love how he fumbles through that. too. He's like, no, no, I mean, I meant like yeah this isn't good either <laughs>
0: it's just like holy shit he's taking a no press is bad press uh, yeah, approach I was
2: like dude I get it man they had the grave talk podcast on there I'd be like turn on the news at 7 they're gonna talk about my podcast
0: someone killed them to John's getting killed first
2: yeah John didn't die first this time Ooh. so so it cuts to like the next later and he's painting his Candyman shit and we see he gets a phone call first it's from his mom he ignores who's that who's been
1: ducking like for a while now
2: yeah uh, and then he gets another phone call that we don't See And he picks it up uh, and then he goes into to his significant other. And he's like, look, I got to go out. I don't know when I'll be back. She's like, we have a dinner. Don't be late. This guy's coming from with some
1: fancy art dudes from New York.
2: Yeah, he never comes to Chicago. Uh, so, you know, don't don't mess this up. And he's like, I'm going to be fine. And she's like, no, don't fuck it up for me. And he doesn't say anything. and He just leaves. And at this point,
1: she's also gotten blowback. Well, she she didn't know, but like she also had that incident at the gallery. So, right. you know, she's kind of thinking, is this due to liability? The brother already automatically thinks he is cuz mm-hmm. he thinks it's a deadbeat, but so it's kind of building up in her mind. But yeah, she's like, "Don't blow this for me." And that's when he goes and sees the art critic who was a Real piece of shit to him,
2: mm-hmm. big time. Now I did like they they filmed him walking through this hallway, and it was such a great like it's like a rounded shot. hallway, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I thought I was like is he walking in a circle or what? But it was super cool. Um, and then he goes and sees the art critic who's now super into him because he's getting famous because these people were murdered in front of his piece. And well, it just goes
1: to show for some of these people, it's not about the art. It's about the story attached to it and what they can fucking sell. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and so, he calls her out on that, too. Yeah. He like He's like, oh, you're suddenly interested? And then he's like, go to the bathroom. Say Candyman five times. I fucking dare you. And I'm just like, whoa, dude, that's bold
2: as shit, man. And they use this opportunity to push back on the gentrification narrative that she pushes. She's like, you know what the ghetto is? It's fucking white people cutting off a community, creating a ghetto, and then being like, artists, come in here, and if you hang out here for five years, we'll give you a Whole Foods. Yeah,
1: when (laughs) he says that, that was hilarious. I was like, damn, dude. So she goes to the bathroom, and at this point, he starts fucking with this bee wound, which is like this big pulsating wound. And It's like,
2: like gone up to his elbow now. His whole arm is just looking mad, he fucked up, peeling like, up the, the scab. Grossest part of the movie, oh, so bad. Uh, Don't
0: peel away a gross boil
2: at someone else's house, nonetheless. Yeah. Like so, I'm so
0: bored. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just peel away.
2: Play on your cell phone like a normal person. What are you doing? Yeah. So yeah, he peels at his skin and he's like, "Play Ow. with yourself like a normal person." Cell phone.
1: Oh, I thought you said <laughs> yeah. play with yourself like a normal person. I was like, John, that's not normal,
0: <laughs> my man. Go poop in a potted plant when no one's looking. <laughs> Come on, right? You don't. Pee, you
1: got
2: to find a pee corner. And
1: <laughs> so he's fucked his hand up at this point. And he kind of like is gonna like walk towards the bathroom to see if she's okay. She's been gone for a while. I don't. I guess she did say Candyman five times because she gets killed. Like later a really on.
0: interesting shot,
1: yes. Which we'll get to it. just a second. Yeah. But like he's seeing Candyman. This is the first time where we we get the 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 implication that he is becoming Candyman because he's Candyman's reflection in the mirror, and every movement he makes, uh, Sherman is doing the same exact thing. And so like it's it's basically a mirror image of himself mm-hmm. as Candyman. And he starts like, "Holy shit! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! This might be a thing." And then, bam! Homegirl comes out. And is like, "Are you okay? What are you doing in my hallway?" And he's like,
2: "I gotta go." Yeah. yeah, not just, weird at all. No, mind me, just doing some dancing. It's experimental <laughs> for my next piece. Uh, so he runs out of there to go to that
1: dinner that he wasn't supposed to miss, and then we kind of get a a, a dolly shot pulling away from uh, from outside the uh, the condo, the the art critics condo. We can see it; it's illuminated. We see these like apartments, these little condos illuminated. We get a, a dolly shot that's pulling away from the window, and as we're pulling away, we see her get lifted in the air and. Mark, what happens? I can't remember. Oh, she, gets yeah.
0: She gets stuck like a pig and smeared against the glass yeah. pane and the blood streak, and then the body just drops. But it's real small on the yeah, screen it's, itself. It's a super far wide shot, and I thought it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. I liked that kill. I was like, okay.
2: The one thing I did in... Maybe I was just paying too much attention, but the CG there was not great.
0: It did look a little CG. Yeah. yeah you're right. It didn't look as
1: natural as it should have. Someone floated in the air, getting smashed against the window and bleeding everywhere. It didn't look natural to you guys. I'm so sorry. It was just, I mean, no, for, for the did, movie, it, did look it had been a so bit.
2: high quality up till then. I was like, mm, this is like some made for TV shit. What happened here?
1: <laughs> I noticed, but I let it go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it didn't bother me, but yes, it was noticeable. Um, so we cut to the uh, the dinner where the, uh, the New York... Um, Art gallery owner is like, you should come to New York, Brianna. You could have a thing. You could, you could be a real person. You should meet the the women's trustees yeah, board. And- they were
2: so weird. I mean, I mean, this this is just an art thing, I guess, that us uh, civilians don't know about. But they're like, ah, oh, Chicago's so provincial. Like, dude, it's like the second biggest city in the country. What the fuck are you talking about? This
1: is how some of these motherfuckers talk. <laughs> like, ah, oh, no so, doubt. So
2: great to be out in the country of Chicago. It's so rural <laughs> here.
1: Like, you know, how New Yorkers are. <laughs> if it's not New York, it ain't shit. Uh, so get at you, me, New York. Have you guys ever
0: been to Chicago? Yeah, I love Chicago. I went pizza. up in a Hancock building. You can't see the end of the city. No, it's huge. And that's on like the third tallest building in the city. Did you go out where the, the little glass thing? Yeah, no, that no, thing no, is no, so no. cool. I don't like heights. <laughs> I am not. I, I would I, just poop right in the middle of that thing. i was kidding. <laughs> <never> <laughs> <would you? laughs> but no, yeah, it's a giant town. I love Chicago. Eh, side note. Anyway, yeah. back to the movie. Never been to Chicago. Hey, if anyone wants to take me to Chicago,
1: hit me up. You hey. got to try the Pizza. I'm going to the fucking museum where the dinosaurs are.
2: Damn. Oh, the Fields Museum. Great. Yes. That's, yeah, I love what, that.
1: That's what I do. When I go to a city, When I went to Philly for business. It was all like, you got a day off. I'm going to go look at dead dinosaurs. I got to yeah. go. There, <laughs> so.
2: It's like uh, there's all the, a lot of the famous stuff. Uh, let's talk about, welcome to Chicago welcome talk. To, <laughs> welcome to Chi-Tilly talk. they <laughs> uh, are very close to one another. Uh, so you could also go to the aquarium when you go to Fields Museum. And if you're a Bears fan, their stadium is right there too. That's a day in a Chicago. There you go.
1: In a Chicago, in the Chicago. The Chicago. uh. You know, Chicago, Nebraska.
2: Tune in uh, next time for more vaguely remembered Chicago (laughs) memories that might be inaccurate. (laughs) So she's like, all right, finally, you know, this is taking hold. And
1: then out of nowhere, someone gets a call and is like, oh my God, did you, uh, you know, they just found the uh, art critic dead.
0: Anthony did show up to the dinner, but he was late.
2: He's acting, yeah, he's acting mad sus and he's continuing to pick at his stuff. He's
1: poking at his thing and like the lady said, Next one was like, "Dude, be careful with that thing." And I'm like, "Yo, as someone who bites their nails to like bloody stumps, like, yo, there's certain places to maybe let it go." Yeah. (laughs) So I
2: mean, I was just like, "Ah, man, pre-pandemic life was so different." Now if someone showed up with like an open pussing wound, like, "All right, you need to get the fuck out of here." Shut this place (laughs) down. Shut it down.
0: Which COVID is that? (laughs) Thirty-two. Get
1: out of here. Uh, So yeah, they find out, and he's like, "I gotta go," and like barrels out of there, not fucking guilty sound looking at all. No. You know?
2: So then he goes home and he's like, he's painting, painting, painting. He's like really incredible. I wish they had shown more of those, but they're like, uh, we don't know it yet, but they're portraits of all the different candy men. And he's just been, and his significant other finally comes home and she's like, "Uh, what the fuck was that about? He's like, well, she walks into the room
1: And uh, she's looking at the paintings and he runs and he's like, don't look at these. (laughs) And like, this is the funniest part of the movie. He's trying to throw like a sheet over them, but he's just kind of throwing the sheet at them. And I'm like, bro, you got to go for the corners, man. (laughs) Just Um, give up now. You're just embarrassing yourself. And then they have a whole thing. He's like, "Okay, I think I fucked up. I think I channeled Candyman. I think I might be Candyman. She's like, Candyman's bullshit. It's not real. I'll show you. And she starts saying it in a mirror. He freaks and picks up the mirror and chunks it across the room. And then she, with the right response, this character had the best responses in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. He throws the mirror and he's like, Don't say it! And he smashes another mirror. She's like, All right, you stay the fuck right there. I'm leaving. Like, she's gone and goes yep. and stays with her brother.
0: Well, in in her mind, she's like, there's murders happening. I know Anthony was doing things. He saw these people. Like, you're acting strange.
2: Acting violent now. Violently strange,
0: yes. Yeah. If this isn't a, a paranormal problem he's having, then he's just a straight-up murderer, perhaps. Yeah. So, she's acting correctly. Now, let's talk about her a little bit that I had a little bit of confusion on. They keep showing some backstory of her and her dad.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Her dad she was ni- also... in a nightmare
0: earlier yeah. in the, the movie. Her dad is also a trouble. Artist and she watched him jump out of the window and was like, didn't you know daddy could fly? And yeah, then that's jumps out the dark. fucking window. Were they setting him up to also be a
2: candy man? No, I think it's just showing that she like has a negative association with art, maybe or something. But that she still became a curator. That's so. kind
0: of strange, right? Like the thing that you would associate with such a bad memory that you would just go full force into and become an art dealer of whatever kind she is.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, people with trauma sometimes gravitate to those same traumas. You know,
0: you mean like Harry and Christmas Evil?
1: Yes. Turn oh. himself
0: into Santa Claus.
1: Like, Look, let's let's just say that you know, like people spend a lot of time and effort trying to stop certain behaviors that they tend to. Fall into the same patterns of okay. She just hasn't gotten that far, evidently. And her brother calls her out on that. He's like, "It's not your job to handle like broken, traumatized artists."
0: I think ultimately that didn't really add much to the movie for me.
1: No, it raised more questions than it answered for me. Yes, because when you show when you, when you first see this, the momentary uh, nightmare of this, what the the dad is painting, kind of looked like Candyman to me. But I couldn't really tell. I
0: didn't like look close enough. But um that's it was a payoff that didn't happen there. I thought we were going to say like, yeah, he was actually tormented by Candyman also in his dreams or something like that, because the way that it's set up how Anthony is actually attached to the tail in the first movie, I was like, are you in some way attached as well? But it's never answered.
2: It definitely seemed like a throwaway type of thing.
0: Yeah. If if
1: there was more to it, maybe that's a deleted scene. If there was more to that, we just didn't get enough of it, or at least I didn't pick up on enough of it to make it um, anything more than, like, she falls into these patterns. That's why she's willing to accept this kind of behavior from him. Um, It was also ammunition for the brother to kind of be like, hey, get rid of them. You know, like, we're going to get rid of dad's old paintings. Do you want any of them? She's like, no. And he's like, do you want to sell them? She's like, I don't care. And he's like, hey, you know, like,
0: yeah, Brianna. Then after the scene with the mirrors, goes directly over to her brother's house, and they're like, "I'll fuck him up, that guy or oh, whatever." Yeah. God, when the when the, the gay couple is like flexing so hard, like if he comes in here,
1: I'm gonna stomp him. I was like, "Bro, you can lift like 20 pounds." Yeah, he <laughs> <Like>, fucking <laughs> built like
2: a Mack truck. That dude. Yeah, uh,
0: Anthony would win. Yeah. Yeah. I just I love the bravado
1: of him, like trying to protect his sister and stuff like that. Yeah. And nominating his like tiny little like boyfriend <laughs> yeah. to also helps. Like if he Gavin's gonna like take him down too, and Gavin's like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that anyway. Here's a J, let's <laughs> yeah. smoke.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the next day, she goes back to the house looking for Anthony. He's nowhere to be found, and the brother comes in. And is like, we are getting her stuff <laughs> and leaving. That was such a great. It's a moment of like calm, mm-hmm. comedic levity. Yeah. But now she's set off like I gotta find him. I gotta. Well, I can figure out what's going on nope. with Anthony.
2: Yeah. So right after the boy, the boyfriend scene. Anthony wakes up, like I guess he passed out after she left, and he has glass going right through his hand.
1: And his hand looks like a burned garbage stump. It is it is fucked up beyond all repair. Oh, he does remove his nail. Yeah. yeah. Oh. He, was, he pulls one of his fingernails off because it's like His hands all pussy and
0: burned and busted. I may have to take back the no gore thing. I forgot about that scene. That was bad. So
2: finally he's like, "All right, I gotta go to the hospital." Uh, So he goes to the hospital, the
0: Cabrini Hospital,
2: whatever
1: the name of it, Memorial something.
2: Right. And she's the doctor comes in. and He's like, "Oh, welcome back. You were born here." And he's like, "Uh, no, I wasn't. I was born in Brownwood." And she's like, "Nope, I'm looking right here. You were born here. It's a great thing that you're here because we got to admit you because you are fucked up." And he's like, "Deuces." And then we see him like power walking out of the hospital. Have you seen the cost of Medicare this day? No, I'm out, girl. <laughs> uh, and he goes to his mom. And then finally, right, He's his mom's been trying to get in touch with him. It sounds like for years, effectively. I, I don't think years. I
1: think it's just been like a couple months. Uh,
2: but been trying and he's been avoiding her. But finally he goes and sees her and she's like, you know, hey, what's up, son? And he's like, uh, why didn't you tell me I was born in Cabrini Hills? Uh, that seems like important. Or Cabrini she Green. She
1: dodges uh, that question. Like she's
2: like, well, you know, anyway, you want some tea? And yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. Uh, And then we find out the big twist. This Anthony is the same Anthony from the first movie who was in the bonfire who was saved by Helen. He was the child that was going to be sacrificed, was
1: quote unquote, I'm air quoting on the podcast, that was going to be sacrificed that got saved. And then, yeah. And then this is where we find out that the story that um, the brother and everyone else kind of knows was flawed. She's like, oh, no, Helen wasn't the one that would try to kill you. It was fucking Candyman. Cause she, oh, that thing where she goes, Shh, don't, don't say his yeah. name. Oh, that yeah. moment was so impactful because he's like, "Who's Candyman?" And sure. then, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah, Not the way here. she responds chills down my spine. I was like, "Good God!" When someone acts like that, you don't want to know anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she tells the story of like, no, Helen wasn't the one. It was Candyman. She saved you, dude. She ran into the fire, brought Gave you, you out, like died in the process. And we thought she killed Candyman, and we thought that was it. That's what she's like, she's like. We all made a pact then and there to never speak his name again. Someone broke that pact obviously it sounds like it may have been Burke. Yeah. Burke. To some degree. Uh. <laughs> he's pissed. Like he's not like angry at her. He's just like, what the fuck? And he's like, I got to go. And then I think she puts together like you were supposed to be. He wanted you. He chose you. Yeah. You had a special purpose. We thought we saved you. And he's like, do I look saved? Do I look okay? He's such
2: a dick to his mom, but it's like, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm going to defend she him was on two, this He was one. two years old. Why would he, why would she maybe later on? Okay, fine. But like he didn't tell him to go invest investigate Cabrini Greens and to say Candyman five time in a fucking mirror. He did that all on his own volition.
0: She should have moved out of state.
2: Fair enough, but if she's living in the projects, I don't think she had out of state moving money. She just moved from one project to another project. Yeah, probably.
1: What you don't want to do is you don't want to basically like not know about the Nazis, find out about the Nazis and then basically your parents be like, oh yeah, no, we were Nazis. You don't you, you tell your kid, hey, by the way, Nazis were pretty fucked up. Just FYI, there's some history there. Heads up in case you ever have to dabble in Nazis. Don't dabble in Nazis, people. It's fucking stupid and terrible. Not Fuck Nazis.
0: Mm. Hindsight,
1: you know. Yeah. But I you understand. cannot spring that kind of, if you, I mean, granted, it's supernatural. It's a little different than like a historical thing we're talking about. But in the context of this movie, she should have mentioned, don't go to Cabrini Green. Some shit went down there when you were a kid. You're 25 at this point or older. Just stay away you know like boom problem could have been solved I mean unless she thought that maybe by not telling him he would never find it
2: right because the the movie it seems like this myth has essentially disappeared if anything it's okay, Helen's story okay. that's still
1: around I, you know what great point great point I take it back so yeah it was Burke
2: Burke yeah. fucked up Burke man you blew it Burke one job what, how hard is it to not do something I think Burke did exactly what he meant to. I think he did, too. Uh, so after- You're convincing me. You're convincing me. Uh, so Anthony storms out from his mom, and he goes to see Burke. And he's like, dude, I need to know the legit story of Candyman. Tell me what's up. And he's like, look, Candyman isn't just a person. It's the whole hive, right? And there has been all of these stories. We see there's been like four or five of them. Sherman was the last one. The first one where it all
0: began was in the 1890s. The story of Daniel Robitaille. He made a good living touring the country painting portraits for wealthy families. But you know how it goes. They love what we make, but not us. Robotai committed the ultimate sin of his time. They fell in love. They had an affair. She got pregnant. The girl tells her father and what? You know. He hires some men to hunt Robotai down and told him to get creative. Chase him through here in the middle of the day. He collapses from exhaustion right near where the old tower in Chestnut used to be. They beat him, tortured him. They cut off his arm and jam a meat hook at the stump. They smear honeycomb from the nearby hives on his chest and let the bees sting him. A crowd started to form to watch the show. The big finale. They set him on fire.
1: And uh, All told through the uh, the shadow puppet cutout stuff. So well done. Because he's saying he's that line. He's like, they want what we make, but they don't want us. They love what we make, but they don't love us. And uh, that was a big messaging point in Mm -hmm. the movie, too. But uh, the way he says it was really impactful. And it's kind of like, oh, Candyman's this, like, counterbalance to this fucked up shit. So um, and then we cut to. This is
2: where Then we cut to Brianna. This is the scene where Brianna comes to get her stuff and she sees that Anthony's not there. So she tries to find Anthony Um, and she's looking down this list. And then she's like, oh. I know where to go. And so she finally goes to meet Burke at the laundromat. So she goes into the laundromat and uh, she goes into Burke's office. He's not there. She
1: looks down a stairway (laughs) into a basement and goes, nope, closes the door. And I was like, thank you, Brianna, for being the smartest person in this movie.
2: Sadly, it doesn't save her, though, because somehow, even though she didn't say Candyman, she gets kidnapped by Candyman. Who? No, that's Burke. Burke
1: grabs her. But he Candyman says,
2: closes the door and locks it because we see that and it's invisible. There's no hand that lock, that locks that door. And she couldn't unlock it.
1: I thought that was Burke because Burke because the next scene we cut to was the scene, the, the big massive yes. climax. and Burke says, now we have a witness.
2: I think it has to be Candyman because the we see no the door okay. closes and locks itself. So I think it's a combination. Okay, I guess I don't remember the, the door locking itself. Don't forget she was present for the five Candymans. At the oh, beginning of the that's movie. right, yo, yo, she's part of this. Nailed it. You can't get out of this. Mark swooped in with the save. Uh, so, ladies and you, gentlemen, give it up for Mark. Woo! Yeah, I'm swooping. <laughs> uh, they cuts to black, fades back in, and now uh, she is. Like strapped to a pew in a church, the old abandoned church from in the Cabrini Green uh, courtyards, and uh, we see her and Burke's there, and he's like mastermind this whole thing. And Anthony's now got like his full-on Candyman look going on. He's just spaced out, staring at the wall. Well,
1: almost. He's, oh, so he's, he's still sit- got his hand. He's sitting on the 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 stage, um, <laughs> staring at Black Jesus on the wall, like Blair Witch style. Just like facing the wall, while Burke is. exposition dumping this whole thing. He's like, there's got to be a Candyman. He's going to come back. He's going to set things right. This is what I got to do. I witnessed this. I stopped Candyman from being candy. You know, like he basically like has this whole mental breakdown plot line that he's like,
2: well, this is what's got to happen now. I do like he says, I was baptized in this church, but I guess I'm on some other shit now. Yeah, (laughs) that was a great line. line. (laughs) That
1: That was a fantastic line. This this part though, and so like she's Brianna's watching this going like, holy shit, he's gonna try to make this dude candy man. Turns Anthony around, says, Gimme your arm. And Anthony he puts his arm out, he takes a hacksaw and saws right through that. Anthony doesn't wince once. I was like, yo, that's some cold but shit right there. he crying.
0: He does start... Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. He sheds a tear, but that dude is fugging oh, hard. big time hard. Yeah. Uh,
2: and also, like, at this point, uh, the whole, was the his- left side of his body yeah. now
1: is totally burned He up. looks like the old burned candy man. But it looks even cooler. Like, they've really yeah. upped, just like in Halloween um, 2018, uh, they really upped the the uh, the visual effect of like how he looks and how gritty it looks and stuff like that his eyes kind of glossed over like glossed over a little bit mm-hmm. like the original candy yeah it's really fucking cool so yeah he cuts his arm off he's like some things ha-, he's like it's interpretive of who it is but some things have to stay the same he pulls out of the hook and shoves it in the armhole and then uses a belt to like tie it in place. And the movie shows it all. This is the time when the movie yeah. shows all the gore. It's that's, intense. That's the one I, I like, I jumped back in my seat on. I was like, nope, I don't need to see a, a, a fucking hook pole shoved in someone's arm. Oh God, it was rough. Um, so, and then he puts the jacket on, which I, to this point, I guess Burke had kept the Candyman jacket. All the time, so maybe Burke
0: was trying to set yeah. this shit up.
2: Where did he get the hook? Where did he get the jacket? The box with the hook had pictures of Helen in it.
0: Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah. real quick cut, but I saw her face too. So, I mean, okay. this
2: dude—he's a Candyman aficionado. Okay, he probably running like candymanlives.com type shit.
0: He's a candy. He's a, <laughs> he's a Candyman historian. Um, My house is a museum to the Candyman. Come <laughs> over. I do tours <laughs> at two and four. Uh. Uh, we'll leave the hive on for you. Um, so Brianna
2: gets free with a pen.
1: Yeah. She has a pen from, uh, the laundromat and she uses it to kind of like pick the, the bonds behind her hand. Once she sees, uh, Anthony become Candyman, Um, oh, he says, I've called the cops. The cops are going to come in here, kill Anthony and a blaze of glory, which will then make him the Candyman. So everything's back to the way it's supposed to be. Bada bing, bada boom. Nice meeting you. Win for everybody. Yeah, she's like fuck this noise. I'm out of here. She gets out of her restraints and starts
0: hauling ass I guess through tunnels that go underneath under the church. All the lights were out, so she was using her cell phone. I was like, this is a great shot. Mm-hmm. It's not backlit like all those other movies on a studio lot. It's it's actually dark. That yeah. was that shit
1: terrified me. That's one of my biggest fears is being like in like underground tunnels with no light. Fuck that. Or even like a small light that I have control over because it can't be around me 360 constantly. Oh, that got me messed up.
2: The Conjuring 3 could have used some tunnel uh, cinematography from this movie. (laughs) Definitely. But she finds her way out through the storm shutters
0: uh, on the side of the house and then gets caught and yells,
2: Annie M, Annie M.
0: No, um, she goes
2: like, right? She hides in the building right next to the storm shutters. I get it, but also like you couldn't have maybe gone two or three doors down. Whatever. Uh, so Burke's right behind her and then she tries to hit Burke with like this heavy piece of piping, uh, but she turns out she can't lift it.
1: She picks it up to like swing it at him and then it just falls backwards. <laughs> like she's like, oh, I overestimated this one. So
2: plan B is to stab him the fucking death with the pen and she goes ham.
0: She, yeah, she goes hard with that pen and she kills Burke look potential uh, victims I'm talking to you right now what she does in this scene is what you need to do when you're squaring off against a madman None of this like, ooh, one 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 swipe and <laughs> run away. You finish the job. A candy madman, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> and Brianna finishes the job. She stabs Burke with that pen like
1: 87 times. In the neck. Like the first yeah. one's in the yeah. neck. And he goes down. And then she's like, well, let's just go ahead and uh, confirm this kill. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, Anthony comes in as candy man. He was like, I, I don't remember exactly what he says, but he says on a degree like, I think I
2: fucked up. Or something like that. No, like, she, he says, I think you killed him, <laughs> or I yeah, think he's dead. That's it, that's One it. of those type lines, and she looks over, and it, she's like, wants to stab him as he's coming closer and closer. Uh, but finally, she like puts the pen down, um, and he collapses. Yeah,
0: okay, I couldn't remember how they ended up on the ground, but he collapses, and she, she, she had gotten hold of what looked like a box cutter, and he walked straight up to the blade and put his neck to it, and then just loss of blood, whatever trauma that he's going through, he just collapses at her feet.
1: Yep. Yeah. And she's got him in her, in, in her arms. And then the cops come barrel in and like freeze, pow, 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 waste no time. And I was like, well, how the fuck are you going to rectify this story situation? Because I was like, Oh, you'll find that out. Seems, I mean, granted, I know that was definitely like a, you know, like you say freeze and then you shoot with no chance to freeze. I mean, there was a lot of like, you know, stuff going on there. Which I appreciated them touching on, but I was like, and then she looks like she's been shot, and then she feels her chest, and she's like, they didn't shoot me. They shot Anthony, who was laying on the ground in the prone position. And I'm like, well, this is all sorts of wrong now. How is this gonna be handled? Cops take her out to the car, put her in the car, treat her very hostily. Part,
2: I do want to just bend, talk about beautifully shot. You don't ever see the cop. You see the shadow of the yeah. cop on the wall illuminated by the lights from the Remi- siren. And the
1: pose was very reminiscent of the fucking shadow puppets that were attacking mm-hmm. the other black characters in the, uh, the shadow puppet backstories. So that was Gorgeous. very well done. The flashing blue, mm-hmm. the blue and white against the wall and stuff, like illuminating this. Um, so they shot... Anthony on the ground dressed as Candyman, they put her in the back of the car and then like this lieutenant guy gets in and he's like, "Okay, here's the situation. Our guy came in, um, you know, like he was rushed by the guy who who we've all been looking for because he's been killing all these people. Um, So that's what you're going to say. Or you're going to tell us that he didn't do it and you're his accomplice and you've been helping him and you're going to spend your life in jail.
2: Yeah, this, I mean, I get...
0: This part is heavy-handed.
2: Yeah, one very heavy-handed, but I don't mind all that part so much. But, like, Anthony has a million alibis. He wasn't there when a bunch of these things happened, and he couldn't have been there, so...
0: But he's dead now, so how's he going to say anything...
2: Fair. Also, uh,
0: the night of the gallery murders, he was at home with Brianna.
2: Right. How did he get to that school? I think that during that time he was also painting. Like, I the think way that the way the cop delivers
1: his like ultimatum to her sounds like he's just reading from a script and sounds less organic. Like, oh, we've got a plan to kind of make sure that we we killed this guy who was doing no, these murders. It's
0: definitely like one of ours fucked up, mm-hmm. and we got to play the playbook mitigate damage I don't even, to
1: us i don't even think it was one of ours fucked up i think this was like they're just kind of like oh that's the guy we're looking for fucking kill him he's a, he's a waste of time he's killing people he, he he's done to us i think it's that whole god complex that the bad yeah. apple police officers have you know and you know a cab but um you can edit that out if you want but you know yeah no i mean like i think they like this is our guy because don't forget burt called and said I'm here with Anthony, the candy man. He's the one that's been killing people. I need help. That's what he told the cops before he started this whole like moment. So he doesn't
2: say his name. He says, I've saw the guy you're looking for. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. He's got a hook hand. He's wearing it. I mean, he basically describes him to the tree, but he doesn't come out and say, he's like, I saw him running around Cabrini green. Yeah. He doesn't say candy man, but like, yeah, he he basically says, this is the guy you're looking
1: for. Uh, So they come in. I think they were ready to just like, let's solve this problem. The way that a lot of cops think that they should and. Um, Then they're like, okay, this is how we're going to justify it. We're going to get her to basically back this story or, you know, guess what? You go to jail. Um, You're right. It was very heavy handed the way it was presented, Mm -hmm. but the way she responds to it, and it was really fucked up, though, because it was like, holy fuck, man, that's how fast and quick your life could be over or Mm -hmm. something could be justified like that. Something as fucked up as murder, like just because someone has a little bit of power. Like, I don't know. That hit me hard. Like, that was definitely a, a part I struggled with. But she's like, I'm you know sure what?
0: It happens more than we like to admit. i I've Oh, probably no said doubt. this
2: on the podcast before, but I have like never, ever in my whole life been in a situation where calling the police has made anything better. It has made things worse. A lot of the times it has never in any way helped anything.
1: Uh, I saw a dating profile one time that said, fuck the police. I've called the cops once and it was on the cops. And I was <laughs> like, that's all the dating profile said. And I was like, Okay, you've summed up everything I need to know right there. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: They're 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 not here to help folks like <sighs> us.
0: They've they've lost their way. But anyway, that's a different subject for a different podcast. Yes, yeah, she figures out how to get out of this situation, though. Yes, yeah, she does. She's a smart cookie. She's like, let me look in the rearview mirror to see myself, and I'll say whatever you want. And the cop's like, Meh. All right. <laughs> I do like he said, no. <laughs> yeah, like, let you me see you myself. He's like, no. And she's like, I'll tell you what. I'll say whatever you want me to say if I can just see myself. And he's like. So she says Candyman five times as the cop goes, "What is the Candyman? What are you saying?" She, Anthony Candyman shows up.
2: Does she say it five times?
0: Yes, I, she does. Okay, I thought I she counted said it on my hands, and, and she he saying, said it
2: the fifth time. But okay, she got all five in. She okay,
0: did. yeah, she did. So Anthony Candyman shows up and gets all the cops.
1: Yep, he takes all those cops down, and slashing. And this is violent. Like this is gory, violent slashing throats, stabbing motherfuckers, ripping them stem to stern. The the cars automatically, supernaturally lock. So the guy who's like, what the fuck? You know, like the guy who was trying to like blackmail her, can't get out of the car. So he's watching all his buddies get killed. Then the car unlocks. That dude runs out, like looking, like trying to get away. Uh, the car unlocks. He appears.
2: He lets the cop run and he un- he opens Brianna's An- Anthony door. Anthony
1: Candyman, who's covered Anthony. in bees at this right. point. yeah. Uh,
2: and so then she comes, she's still handcuffed, but she leaves the car. She's looking around, seeing all the dead cops. She's, Walking and she hears the other cop scream. Uh, and he had made it not very far, he's like on the side of the the corner, yeah, yeah. And so she looks as now like Candyman, but he's really more like Bee Man at this point because he's all bees. Kills him, he uh turns to Brianna, the bees start going away, and we see that it's Tony Todd. And then he says, You know, uh, tell them. And that's the end. A
0: DH Tony Todd to look yeah. like the original movie.
1: Which um, which goes to the whole, like, it's a hive mind. They're all built on top of each other to continue this legacy. Like, one and the same, if you will,
0: you know? The, the visual of the floating candy man covered in bees was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Anytime he was just floating around with his hands stretched out and just the bees everywhere, I was like, oh, that's fucking cool as it shit. It blurs his entire head. It's just this swarm. And it's so Super
1: unnerving. Cool.
0: Yeah.
2: That's the way the movie ends. I bet they use CG bees this time, though. <laughs> they were not putting... <laughs> there,
0: there was way too many bees in this situation uh, for that scene to have real bees. There's not enough bees in the world Aww. to use bees like this. Sad. Respect the bees.
2: That's true. They're only there to pollinate.
1: This one goes out to all my bee boys and bee girls.
0: Okay. So how do you make a Candyman exactly? Let's say Mark over here in Austin, Texas, wants to build his own Candyman, and he wants to build a John Candyman. You can build them better. He wants, to make, a, he wants to make an Uncle Buck with a drill hand, John Candyman. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Wouldn't uh, he have a
0: hatchet if we're talking about Uncle Buck cause in that scene? He has remember he had hatchet. the drill?
1: Zzz, yeah, but he actually like, I'm going to go to my trunk and get my hatchet, and when I come back,
0: I'm going to scalp you. Okay, how about drill one hand, hatchet on the other hand? We'll, we'll modify him just a little bit. So how do I make a John Candyman?
2: I don't understand the question.
0: If there's multiple candy men and they can be created, oh. how do I go about it?
2: Well, I think I have to die in a very unjust way that okay. has a high emotional quota on my part. Um, a lot
0: of the paranormal aspects of this or the spiritual aspects of this aren't clear. Yeah, It's still as vague as it was in movie one.
2: Which is fine. I you just like do, you just get a Candyman.
0: You just get one?
2: You just get one.
0: Okay. You got to find the golden ticket and then you
1: get Candyman. <laughs> you
2: didn't and have The candy lowest man
1: fruit ever and you guys just like glossed I, right over I it. I missed
0: it. I did not get a golden ticket. I was not. Golden sunshine.
1: Yeah. So That's that song goes. Candyman 2021. Uh, definitely a recommend from me. Same.
2: Same. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Check it out when the theaters are safe to do so. If you're in an area that is better vaccinated and it's safer to go to the theaters, go check it out. I highly recommend it. As soon as it's out on VOD, rent it, buy it, whatever you want. It's definitely worth a watch. I feel like it definitely captured that whole Halloween 2018 feel.
0: I have not watched the sequels to Candyman in some time. Did we agree that those are now negated, or are those still canon?
2: Well, it's a good question, Mark. I don't remember 3 at all, to be honest. Couldn't even begin to tell you what happens in 3. But the story they lay out in 2 is the same story yes. that they... Well, but does they don't they a magic retcon the story or in 2?
1: Sort of. Some of it is kind of like... Tweaked a little bit. Um, I would say that they pay homage to two, but two is kind of lost to the ages at this point. Let's just say that it's not—it's not important to the overall like arc that we have now created with this new
0: Candyman. I seem to recall something about a magic mirror.
2: In, yeah, I can't remember uh, now. It's been a long time yeah. too. I don't think it outright is like, oh yeah, everything in two and three are bullshit. Uh, but I think like Garrett said, it's just irrelevant. They're like side quests. Look, if, if Halloween kills
1: is bring back the Halloween three masks. All right. Anything's possible nowadays. Good point.
0: Well, the listeners, why don't you go check out The Candyman and let us know what you think about it on our social media. You can find us at Instagram, Facebook, or com. We also got Twitter, too. Shy away from Twitter. We're oh, there no, as well. No. We, we love our Twitter yeah. followers. Well, what are we up to next time, Garrett? The next movie we're gonna do is Evil Ed. If I'm a listener not
1: request, yes, That's a, right.
0: uh, a listener request
1: uh, from someplace not in Austin. I can't remember where, but it might have been overseas.
0: I think so, but uh, yeah, listener request, Evil Ed. Uh, we'll be checking that one out and talking about it. All right, we'll get it watched and check back next time. Thanks for sticking with us, and we'll see you then.
2: All right, everybody, get ready. THAT THE <laughs> Sons of bitches The yeah. Candyman, a candy man, the candy man, the candy man, the candy man. A candy man, a candy man.